This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves if you choose. You may bring up whatever's on your mind. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's 1-800-259-9231. And that number is brought to you by SACL CAI. Uh, so you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, and you'll find that the features there are free. Those other talk show hosts want to charge you for accessing their sites. We give it away, freetalklive.com. Main feature allows you to actually influence the stuff we'll talk about on the air. Uh, if you've got uh, something that you see online that you want to share with our listeners and possibly get on the air, you can submit it over at freetalklive.com, and then other listeners will vote as to whether they like or dislike your suggestion. And you may also vote on others, and then the most liked will make it to the front page and top of the website, meaning we're more likely to see it, talk about it on the air. So head on over, get interactive at freetalklive.com. Joining you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. And Sean. And Mark. On the phones, joining us, uh, special guest Jody. Jody Emery is with us uh, from Vancouver. Are you in Vancouver right now? Where are you? I didn't ask you that. When, uh, yeah, when I'm sitting outside of the Vancouver airport. I'm about to fly down to Seattle. Heading down again uh, to see your husband, Mark, who is currently in jail uh, in, in Seattle or SeaTech, uh, Federal Maximum Security Prison where he's been now for a number of months uh, since uh, he was, I guess, found guilty of basically being a pain in the rear of the United States federal government, but they claim that he was selling seeds over the Internet. Uh, but the reason they went after him is because he was speaking out against the, the war on drugs, and obviously this has been a difficult situation for you as the, the person who loves him the most, uh, and I'm glad that you're back on the show to kind of update us on what's happening with Mark Emery uh, so, Jody, welcome back. And uh, what have our listeners uh, missed out on, I guess, if they haven't been following closely? Well, Mark hasn't yet been found guilty, although he's agreed really? to plead guilty. The sentencing is tomorrow uh, at one thirty in the afternoon. Mark will be formally sentenced, and we expect that it will be the five-year sentence he pled guilty and agreed to. So we're just going to see how that unfolds. And wow, I didn't realize I didn't realize that he had not yet actually been sentenced. So no, tomorrow is a big day. It's going to be all over the news. Is there anything that did, that can be done at this late hour to kind of assist with the with that or influence that in some way? No, because it, the plea deal is one that the prosecution can withdraw from if Mark gets less time than agreed upon. So it's got to be five years or the plea deal doesn't apply hmm. and Mark will be forced to go to trial. But of course, he's, you know, he did sell those marijuana seeds and he didn't just be a pain in the ass for speaking out against the drug war. He funded the movement to the tune of $4 million when there was no money in it. And it's the reason that Colorado and Washington, D.C. and various states have medical marijuana laws. He's the reason that there's so much variety of medical marijuana within the United States and California in particular. And California is about to vote on legalizing it. Well, Mark is going to be facing five years in prison. And just last weekend, his original prosecutor, John McKay, who was fired by Alberto Gonzalez, yep. the purge of the seven DAs, he was in the Seattle Times writing an op-ed about how marijuana should be legalized. And yes, we- they did go after Mark Emery, but they said drug war is wrong for all of these reasons. And Here's what we have to do, legalize Yeah, it was an amazing piece. We actually read it in full uh, on last night's program. Yeah, it's uh, very interesting that that should happen right before Mark's sentence. But, of course, it points out the uh, absurdity of this whole case and the hypocrisy of the war on drugs. Sure it does. You know, the political persecution behind Mark, it does exist. The DEA said that he was arrested for being a founder of a legalization group and for funding the movement with all of his money and being very successful for it. 
So, uh, so basically, tomorrow the sentencing is essentially a formality. It's just something that they uh, – it's one of their parts of their lengthy, uh, arduous process that they, they put people through. Because he's already made the plea deal, it's pretty much a, a done thing. But there is a – it's my understanding. Mark reached out to me uh, from, uh, from inside the, the jail to let me know that there was, a, a, I guess, a special day coming up where people are going to be holding signs and supporting Mark. What's, what is that? Well, on Saturday, September 18th, we're having the worldwide rally to free Mark Emery or the worldwide um, Mark Emery action, day of action. So we have over 70 cities that are taking part, and some of them are big rallies at big locations, and some of them are just a few people holding signs at an intersection. And Mark does say that's most effective to have a number of people spread out over a large area holding up signs, because the more people look up Mark Emery, the more they find out about this war on drugs and all the people unjustly put behind bars. So on the 18th, it's our fourth actual worldwide rally since 2005. We've had four of these so far where Mark supporters all across the globe come together on a day to point out how unjust it is to call for him to be returned home to Canada and to demand an end to the persecution of the cannabis culture. And I can see that I'm looking at the list of locations right now. It is really worldwide, all the way over into into China. Freemark.ca would that be the best place to go to get the uh, the latest yeah. information and more about the uh, the upcoming rallies? Mark with a C. Yeah, and cannabisculture.com has the stories on it as well as our blog. So Mark's latest blog, number thirteen, is posted on cannabisculture.com right now. So how often have you been going down, uh, been able to, uh, to see Mark? Because you live there in Vancouver, pretty much right across uh, the, the, uh, the border from, uh, from mm-hmm. Seattle. How often have you gotten to see Mark? Oh, every weekend I get to go down and see him, and that's thanks to the generosity of our supporters who are funding this for us. Wow. Because Mark did give away all of his money. We don't have any savings or money beyond what I earn from every week working and running our store and magazine. So the people who send us money and support us, help me see him every weekend. It won't be that often when he's finally sent off, because once he's sentenced, he'll be um, put into transit at some point within weeks or months to be sent to a federal correctional institution somewhere else in the United States. And that has, will that be determined at tomorrow's sentencing, or will that be later when they'll figure out where they're going to send him? It gets determined um, by the Bureau of Prison, and they don't really tell you anything at all, so... Mark won't be able to call me and let me know that he's being moved. I'll just not hear from him for a while and finally realize that's what's going on. And once he finally gets wherever he's going and they say, this is where you're staying, then he'll get his phone set up and he'll call me as soon as he possibly can. But the possibilities of where he's going to be sent, it has to be somewhere with immigration and naturalization services. So the options include California, which we're hoping for at Lompoc. But it also includes Georgia, Mississippi, Texas, Florida, North Carolina, um, I think Pennsylvania as well. Mm. So I you know, won't be able to see Mark. He won't be that close to me. And we just have to try and get him back home, get him transferred home. So uh, if folks want to help you out, uh, Jody, as you mentioned, it's uh, the supporters, uh, Mark's spo- supporters that are helping you go see him on a regular basis. Um, is it the, the donate link up at Freemark? That's Mark with a C. Freemark.ca. Is that the best place to go to help out? Yes, that's got a place for you to donate. And a lot of people, you know, they say, well, Mark made millions of dollars. Why is he asking for donations? And honestly, we don't often ask for donations, but people ask us how they can donate. So we put that information there because a lot of people want to give back to Mark for either having helped them financially in the past or helped them 
through being an inspiration or encouraging them in whatever it is they do, from radio shows to hemp stores to any sort of um, life efforts. You know, a lot of people out there credit marks for having given them what they needed to start. So they want to give back, and that's one of the ways to do it. Absolutely. I know that uh, Mark has been an inspiration for me. I've pulled up the uh, the donation page right now. I'll be sending one here uh, during the next break. So, Mark, you look like you've got a question. No? Okay. 800-259-9231 is our number. Uh, Jody Emery is with us from Cannabis Culture. We haven't really mentioned that yet. Uh, Cannabis Culture, formerly a magazine, now an online uh, publication. And, of course, you're keeping the whole business running in uh, Mark's absence. St- things still going as uh, as they have before over at Cannabis Culture. What are you guys covering right now besides uh, Mark? Well, we cover all the other drug war news stories about medical marijuana, Proposition 19 in California. But on top of the magazine online, I have a three-story store on Mark's flagship operation. I mean, we have this retail store and this lounge where people come and use cannabis uh, with the vaporizers and they get information. And it's really a, a beautiful place Mark has had in Vancouver. And people come from all over the world on a pilgrimage of sorts to come see it. They really do. I've met people from almost every country in the world. So that place is a big thing to keep running. And, you know, I'm there making sure that that's going all right. And I'm also involved in politics. When we have a federal election here in Canada, I'll be running with the Green Party of Canada. Jody, you are an amazing, uh, amazing lady. And thank you for doing everything that you do. Uh, I I really appreciate it. And I know our listeners do as well. Thanks for the update tonight. Thank you. Have a great night. Freemark.ca. More coming up. So, you want to move to New Hampshire for liberty? nhmove.info has articles, links, and activism alerts to help you decide exactly where and how to make your move. Even job listings. Browse the inventory of liberty blogs, sites, and media, or promote your own efforts, all free, at nhmove.info. If you're moving to New Hampshire, you better go now and bookmark nhmove.info. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves if you dial in toll-free. Bring up anything, 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, and we give you the features on the site free. So enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Features, by the way, including our webcam. You can watch, you can listen, you can chat. We got it all built into the same page over at cam.freetalklive.com. Head over there, enjoy it on us, cam.freetalklive.com, the webcam brought to you by Memory Dealers. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs. They offer the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, XFPs, GBICs, Zenpacs, and X2s. They're 100% compatible with all the major networking equipment manufacturers out there, including Cisco, 3Com Foundry, Alcatel, and HP. But up to 99% off of the list price. You can go there, see for yourself, memorydealers.com. All right, so uh, toll-free number here is 800-259-9231. Sean, uh, with us here tonight, uh, you had a story, and I don't know if you have it pulled up at the moment, but uh, that it's actually hit the top of the Drudge Report today with the sheriffs down south, and I'm not sure which state, was it South Carolina? Uh, it's North, North Carolina, Carolina, actually. North Carolina, uh, where the sheriffs want to get lists of patients that are using painkillers. 
Uh, and do you have that, happen to have that story? Yes, handy? I do. I'd like to hear a little bit more about that because I think this is a, kind of an interesting look into one of the ways that a lot of the uh, the so-called law-abiding citizens out there, the people that are so proud uh, that they believe that nothing that they can do would possibly get them in trouble with the government, uh, just shows the general continuing encroachment of uh, these government people onto our personal lives that could result in a trip to jail. What's going on? Well, what it's well, this is from the uh, Raleigh News and Observer at newsobserver.com. And they're saying sheriffs in North Carolina want access to state computer records identifying anyone with prescriptions for powerful painkillers and other controlled substances. So apparently they already have this database in place for some reason, mm-hmm. and now the sheriffs just want to be able to access it. So I'm assuming this is a database they set up where they said, oh, no, no, we, we won't use this to arrest people. This is just to to um, keep track of who's buying it so they don't buy too much. And now they're trying Sounds to Sounds plausible. I, it could very well just be, I, is it possible it's the database of places like CVS, Walgreens, and things like that? Obviously, they're going to have a database. Well, is it of database or databases that they want to access? Well, it, it, it's a state, it's a set of state computer records. Mm-hmm. So okay. I, it, it's maintained by the state of North Carolina. I do not know the source of the records. I may have lived there, but I wasn't paying attention to this. <laughs> right. Sure, sure. I mean, if you worked in the pharmaceutical field, you might have some idea. Um, oh, I. Presumably, it would mean that uh, they're mandating that all pharmacists submit certain records for certain types of uh, medication purchases. But if you've actually worked in a pharmacy and you have some clue as to what goes on, we'd love to hear from you at 800-259-9231. Well, I can tell you that what's going to result here is the harassing of far more people than uh, that you know legitimately have pain pills than you're going to find of uh, you know capturing bad people who are I don't know doing right. whatever with pain pills. Yeah. So the the state sheriff association pushed the idea Tuesday, saying the move would help them make drug arrests and curb the growing problem of prescription That's what they want drug to do. abuse. Yay! Because Yay. the people that the people that are buying uh, prescription drugs, they're typically are two ways that it happens, at least as I understand it. If you know of a third Illegally or fourth... Illegally or legally, you mean? Illegally. Okay. If you know of a third or fourth way, please let me know. But I think the two main ways are as follows. One person will receive a prescription for some sort of malady that they have, uh, of a painkiller of some sort, whether it's uh, hydrocodone or oxycodone or one of the codones, one of the, uh, the you know, basically heroin is essentially what that is. It's an opiate painkiller. And they'll receive a prescription and they'll, you know, they'll take it and they'll decide that they don't need this or that they don't need as many as they've been prescribed. And they know people that would like to have some. And so that's happened to me. Um, I've been given prescriptions for, you know, hydro, whatever. And I I'm not interested in taking it unless I feel like I absolutely have to take something mm -hmm. like that. So I've just tossed the prescription. I'm not going to go out and buy that stuff. And you could have sold them. I Make understand that money. I could go right. for like twenty bucks a pill. Yeah, but it's just depending not, on how many it's milligrams. Not worth it to me. I, I'm not interested in getting into that uh, that trade. For some people, it is. Amateurs should not be doing that kind of thing. That that kind of thing is for professionals because well, no, you know, it's, it's not it's dangerous. You're just to selling... get picked off. No, it's not that dangerous. I'm not doing it, man. Well, hold on now. It's not that dangerous if you're selling to people you trust, if you're selling to people that you know. It's, I don't trust pretty... anybody. I went to prison because <laughs> I trusted somebody. That's not true. The guy well, just decided to tur- turn state's evidence for fun. You're but, a successful businessman, Mark, and so clearly you don't need the money as, uh, as badly as some people. But some people have to do it out of necessity. I mean, if you think about it, prescription narcotics aren't exactly cheap 
So uh, many people that are receiving these uh, prescriptions are paying for them. And so if they can sell off half of them, if they only need half of what the prescription is, and they can sell the other half off, then that can help them pay for their next bottle. And so there's quite an incentive there, especially at 10, 15, 20 bucks a pill. Well, it, it, it's easier if you've got a, a decent insurance program. I know that with mine, most of these uh, prescription uh, codeine, like or, or codone uh, pain relievers, cost me a buck or two after my insurance picked up the tab. Sure. So if you, uh, you needed to pay the rent, then selling half of them would really help you out. And I, uh, I don't know what the current. Believe me, I considered it. Sure. I mean, I mean, I wouldn't want you to admit doing something like that on the air. But uh, so that's one of the things that happens, right? People they have a legitimate prescription and they sell it off to friends or family, or they give it away to family members. That kind of thing. The other way is the black market. Uh, and I mean, I get, that's technically the black market, right? But the, like the, the the criminal end of the black market, where remember the story we had of several months ago about a warehouse, uh, essentially a pharmaceuticals warehouse that was broken into, like movie style. They yeah. cut something in the ceiling and they dropped down, like rappelled down into the the factory, opened up the doors in the back, had eighteen wheeler trucks ready to go, loaded up pallets full of prescription medication. Yeah, I think you said they they took something like seventy two pallets worth of. Yeah, it was prescription hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of, if not millions yeah. of dollars worth of uh, prescription drugs. So then that stuff, of course, is being distributed through the criminal network of uh, people that deal drugs for the, uh, for the most part as another one of their many products. So the, the people that are doing that kind of a job may also be smuggling in a variety of other products. And so those uh, hydrocodones and, and such make it through the, the network of, of drug dealers out there and, and make it down to the street level. So it's my understanding that those are probably the two most likely ways that things are making it onto the streets. So, of course... Uh, the government people here in North Carolina that have this database of who's buying these painkillers, they're only going to be targeting small fries. You can't get a whole bunch of painkillers through the system. It's it's restricted. It's it's too difficult to uh, to work the system to get you know a bunch to where you could make significant money. Right. You so have to steal. You're not going to get a forklift load of these things uh, by yeah. going through the by working doctors and doing whatever. Which means if yeah. they pinch people, it's going to be the, the grandmother. It's going to be the grandmother that needs the extra money to buy her uh, her prescription meds, or it's going to be uh, the twenty year old mom who got a prescription for something and she decided she needed some extra money to to pay the rent it's going to be stories like that yeah it's going to be working through the system you're only going to get at most two or three prescriptions if you're really good at faking it and fool a lot of doctors yeah right you have to keep going back to the doctors to get get the refills and more coming up here at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever's on your mind. This is Free Talk Live. Notorious space pirate Phoebus Crumb had retired to a frontier world, only to see it destroyed by raiders. Now, Crumb is given a new ship, a new crew, and a dangerous new mission. Infiltrate deep within enemy territory and destroy a deadly dreadnought that threatens the balance of galactic power. Follow the illustrated adventures of L. Neal Smith's Phoebus Crumb online now at bigheadpress.com slash pk.
This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything if you dial in toll-free. Take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Sean. And Mark. And we invite you to our website. Freetalklive.com is the place to go. We've got archives, so if you've missed a moment of the show... Don't worry about it. We've got them right there for you. The front page of the site, you can get the last week's worth. And then when you click into the archive section, that will take you back to late 2006. It's all free, and it's brought to you by HostGator. That's right, because nothing in the world's really free. Somebody has to bring it to you, and it's HostGator.FreeTalkLive.com. If you use that portal, HostGator.FreeTalkLive.com, that we've set up, you'll get your first month completely free of web hosting from HostGator. They're a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy for you to get your own .com domain name. Whether you want a complete e-commerce business website or just a personal blog, you can get your first month completely free with a coupon code. Well, the coupon code will be automatically filled in for you if you go to hostgator.freetalklive.com. All right, 800-259-9231. Right back to your phone calls. And then coming up, the police state expands in Philadelphia. We'll tell you what's going on there. Uh, Andrew is in Massachusetts first. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Sean, and Mark. Hey guys. Hey Andrew, I'm what's on your mind? About market regulated healthcare and how I feel that that would result in the most, the best healthcare in the world. And oh, how I course. envision it is say someone is poor and they can't afford care or they can only afford subsidized care, that care would be provided by the hospital, but it would be um, like a teaching hospital. So say you can't afford care, you would go to one of these teaching hospitals, which would be staffed by like uh, a regular doctor, but also by fellows and pre-med students, uh, et cetera. And you would go there, you'd probably waive, you know, any liability, but um, you'd probably get the best care because these doctors would get hands-on, they would be hands-on with their their uh, patients, and uh, I think that would result in better care overall. I think that's a, that's a good idea. I mean, it's certainly one of the many ways that the marketplace could provide care for people that uh, couldn't afford it. Of course, it's important to point out that in the absence of all the government regulations and controls on health care, prices would drop uh, through competition. And already hospitals have charity wings. Uh, they, they already have uh, charitable funds that the people who come there can contribute to to help those very people out that, uh, that need a little bit of assistance. So, I mean, the, the, to some extent, that exists. I know that if you, uh, you know, if you've got a, de- a college that has a dental program, you can go and have your teeth cleaned by one of the students for real cheap uh, or Same free for or haircuts, whatever. things yeah. like that. Yeah. So it's not uncommon. It's not uncommon what you're talking about. I think another thing that would happen in, in a market-based system is um, because there's no need to go through all the licensing. You could get somebody who can handle the basic stuff with a couple of years of training and can learn to set a bone or wrap a sprained ankle or diagnose a, a, a flu bug and give you advice on what you need to take that doesn't doesn't require a medical degree. So basic care would be more available and thus even cheaper. Absolutely right. In fact, you see a little bit of that now with uh, like in Walmarts and places like uh, strip malls. There are these kind of uh, clinics that are opening up and that Walmarts really I think they've had some level of expansion of those uh, things where you can go in there and you can it's not they're still run by doctors, but it's just making the, the basic care stuff more available for people to come in and. And look at you know non serious situations basically. Uh, I don't know exactly all the things that they they handle. I've never been to one of them, but and I don't know what they're called either. But uh, I know they exist. <laughs> I've read about them. Andrew, uh, any other Mullen, thoughts you want to share? Stephen Mullen used the example of uh, LASIK surgery and how that is largely an unregulated market, 
and how the price has gone from around 1500 to 500 So I agree the prices would go down. Absolutely right. Thanks, Andrew. I appreciate hearing from you tonight. 800-259-9231. Thanks for the call. 1-800-259-9231. It may be unregulated, uh, but there's, there, you know, it's, there's still a licensure issue. You have to be a... I, I don't know every uh, you know this terminology prop- properly, but an optometrist or ophthalmologist or whatever it is that uh, you know the person that's going to do this laser surgery. Sure. As I understand it, and this is just a very layman talking here. These machines practically do this stuff on their own. Um, that this guy isn't you know taking a scalpel to your eye. He's using some machine and lasers and stuff like that that uh, probably could be done by somebody who is a technician of yeah, some sort less less qualified just guessing but that just goes to to show how the market and and you know hey maybe I wouldn't want to go to the technician that runs the laser cut and the laser eye cutting thing mm-hmm. but um you know maybe somebody says you know I'm I'm willing to do it for $250 instead of 500 which then puts the uh, the, the more qualified people competing against the less you could you can go to the uh, a guy who runs his mechanic shop out of the, uh, the 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 industrial strip mall in in the you know the the warehouse district of town, or you can go to the dealer. You can get different levels of service in this world, and that's a good thing. Absolutely, because it allows people to uh, to make choices, and the the more choices they have, uh, the the more options from which they have to choose. The better, because the, that means there's more competition for various things, for, for price and for service and for quality, and, and you get to decide, ultimately. You choose. So 800-259-9231, let's talk to Doug in Minnesota. Doug, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Sean, and Mark. Doug? Can you hear me okay? We got gotcha. you. All right, good. Hey, Sean, I, I just want to throw out some constructive criticism, if I may. Go right ahead. Now, you wear that cape around in public, is that right? I've been known to wear a cape in public, yes. Yeah, yeah, he's a cape wearer. All right. But if I could persuade you that that is hurting the liberty movement by you wearing a cape, I, you probably think it's helping the movement by, you know, getting your message out there. Or, But I think it really hurts the movement. And if I could maybe, I mean, what do you think about that? Do you think it hurts or helps, helps the movement? Well, I'm not sure on exactly what it does for the movement. What I was doing with the cape was an effort to show the the ridiculousness of some of the rules in the court. Um, at one point last year, Ian and another activist had attempted to wear a set of black robes into a court hearing and were denied because it was not their regular attire, so I made the cape my regular attire to get it into the courtroom. I've since succeeded at that, and um, I no longer wear it as often. <laughs> now, wait a minute, Doug. What, what is your objection to the cape? I mean, why do you think it's such a bad uh, a blight on the liberty movement? It's, it's bad PR. Here, here's the basic criticism, and I'm saying this with all love, okay? The cape is stupid. <laughs> it's just what? ridiculously stupid. Are you really? Yes, and it is. I agree one hundred percent. You will get no denial of that from me. Why? Why right. are you being so Good. nasty? He's not being nasty. He said he was doing it with love. Yeah, he's doing it with love. It's okay. It's all about love here. Because bad. you know, here's the the sad truth about human beings, and I am one of them. And I was a guy in high school who told my mom never buy me any designer clothes with a label on it and pay extra money for it because they should be paying me to to wear their logos. Okay. And she said, okay, and that made sense. And to my rational, geeky mind, this was good. It was saving the family money. And why yeah. on earth would I want to advertise someone else's attire 
just to be cool. I makes sense. It. Makes sense. But this was in the right. era of Tommy Hilfiger being very popular, right? You know, what I, I can't remember. Back then, it was okay. uh, Guess Jeans. You know right. how old I am. Op. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Eyes odd. But so now I never understood it until just recently. You know, just in the last ten years of my life, it's like to get the liberty movement to grow, we need to attract people. But we don't. We need to attract all kinds of people, not just the rational thinkers who say, "Oh, tell me about your belief based on your cape," but the non-rational people who make up 80% of the population. And to do that, we got to dress in some such a way that they will Oh, I've heard this before, us. Doug. The old, oh, if you want people to respect you, you've got to wear a suit and tie. You've got to act like just like, of course, uh, Sean is actually sitting in here with a tie on, and uh, he's dressed very nicely. But, there you uh, go. But you've got to dress like the other politicians, and you've got to do it this way. And I'm sorry, not, I think that it takes all quite. it takes all types. And and I having talked to Sean a number of times about wearing the cape around town, having actually lived here in Keene and interacted with him a number of times, uh, it's my understanding that the cape is fairly well received. Is that not correct? That is correct. I, I've only ever had one incident where the cape was not well received, and that was a, well. An individual let me who did not care the cape for the first state project at all. Who would receive it well? And all the people who think it's stupid aren't going to walk up to you and say it's stupid, which is why I'm saying it in love. You know. Well, no, they might point, they might laugh, they might snicker. Who knows? They could say something snide. Uh, but if you've got more to say on this, because I think it's silly what you're what you're bringing up, uh, you, you're welcome to hang on and explain it to me. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. This is Free Talk Live. In 2010, you were fighting for your rights. In 2019, we are fighting for our lives. The last illusions of economic stability have shattered, revealing the financial dystopia that lies beneath the surface. The Federal Reserve has run out of lies and out of time. Those who stand for liberty will right their wrongs or die trying. Get involved with the epic animated feature-length film, Silver Circle, at silvercirclemovie.com. Just remember, when they control the money, they control everything. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Uh, you can join us on our website, by the way. FreeTalkLive.com is the place to go. You'll find that there are a lot of features there, and we give them to you. So head on over. Get interactive. Uh, you can uh, support the show by shopping with us at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. So perhaps you appreciate the fact that we give you the things on the website for free. Buy some stuff. Go to Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. Load up your shopping cart with whatever it is you're looking for. And uh, check out, and you won't see an indicator saying X percentage is going to go to Free Talk Live, but if you enter through Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com, then it's pretty much a, a guaranteed deal that uh, we're going to see a percentage of a uh, portion of their profits. So it's the same great Amazon, same great service, free super saver shipping deals, uh, dozens of categories. Get your shopping done, Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. Doug, are you still with us there in uh, Minnesota? Yeah, I'm still here. All right, so Doug, you've called in tonight basically advocating that people be posers, uh, that people attempt to be someone (laughs) whom they are not uh, by dressing in a way that uh, perhaps may be unusual or uh, unconventional uh, or atypical for them. And uh, what what brought this about was Sean, who's co-hosting here with us tonight, has been kind of known as uh, the man with the cape around town. And uh, from what I can understand, very positively received by people on the street. 
you're saying this is bad for the liberty movement that somebody would go around with a uh, essentially it was a free state project don't tread on me cape right that's correct uh, the very same flag that you see in the background if you're watching the the webcam at cam.freetalklive.com you essentially had that attached to a black cape so yes. f- for some contrast and uh, and you would uh, you were walking around with it for the purposes of acclimating, uh, essentially having it on every day. So when you went to court and they tried to say to you that, well, you can't wear that in court. You don't wear it every day. You could say, well, yeah, well, I, do. yeah I do. And you wouldn't be telling a lie because you did uh, at that time. And and you're saying this is damaging to the movement, Doug. Yeah. Why would why do you want to wear it to court? What's the purpose of that? Well, the the whole court process is so ridiculous. I mean, it's just a man in a dress, so why not another man in a cape? Absolutely. Good. All right. Great. Well, let me let uh, me ju- let me jump many, in, Doug. Uh, uh, Doug, if I, if I may jump in here. So, Ian, um, tell me about your thought processes on golf shirts. You 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 are big uh, with the polo shirts. You like your your polo shirts with the collar. I, I wear t-shirts nowadays too. Yeah, I'm just asking. Yeah. Uh, like, what is your thought on? Do you, do you have a like a canned thought on uh, polo shirts? Um, I, they, I think they look a little bit more uh, professional than a, than a t-shirt. Yeah, you know, and yeah. the everybody's got different opinions on clothes, right? And right. I think that people who I, people that are more popular, but I don't if, buy the name brands. I mean, I couldn't tell you where this came from. Yeah, I, I understand. I, I guess what I'm trying to say is, like, maybe Ian shouldn't be giving fashion advice ever. Is what did I give fashion advice? Yes, said, yes, you no, are. Your, your, I, your fashion advice is you should dress like however you, you want. should dress Can however I, you want. Do you think That's that I fashion am, advice? Do you think that I am going to be better or worse for the Liberty Movement? Say I'm passing out uh, Andrew Carroll <laughs> handbills and I decide to wear a cowboy suit. You know, complete with the uh, the red <laughs> neckerchief and the uh, so what. Right. Well, that's, get that's the point. You're right. Absolutely People right. People come talk to you. You are right. And they will think, wow, look at the crazy jerk out there handing out pan bills. Not Whoever everybody thinks the way you think. With, not no, everybody, just not, most people. No. You're right. <laughs> Mark is right here. Um, you can't tell. You cannot tell Ian this, dude. It's just not going to work. I know. I know. Listen, Ian, I'm a <laughs> rational. I test that way my personality, and I was the same way. I. I, I Refused to wear designer tennis shoes. That went my sister has always bought the good stuff, and it hurt. It hurt me in the long run because it made me less popular. Now that sucks. That what I wear, people judge me by. But it's true. And because you're smart and we're all smart, we should understand this truth. We don't have to like it. We should understand it and use it. So, so you're saying that you should do as everyone else does. So you can pretend like you're like them. There's Essentially, a, there's a level no, of conventionality. No, you've got your ideas, which are powerful, potent, and different. Those ideas might be a little bit better received mm-hmm. if they're coming from a person not dressed for a carnival. <laughs> My favorite is uh, Ian running around in one of his golf shirts with the uh, snow pants on and the, uh, the 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 socks and those little uh, sort of sport uh, sandal things that he wears. I mean, it's. I'm sorry, dude. I'm not. Yeah. He's what I he's saying too. is just true. It is just true. Yeah. And how can I ask me if I, I care? Do? I know you what don't. I know, but Ian, you're hurting the liberty movement also. Oh, please, Doug. Yeah. No, listen. 
Let's not say done. The next thing you're going to want me to do is shave when I leave the damn house. I absolutely want you to shave when you leave the house. Doug, before you go on, Doug, rephrase it this way. You're not doing all you can do. You're not putting the No, no, no. You're no, no, no. Sorry, Mark. You're not doing If you want to rephrase it, you're not doing all we think you should do. We think you should be like us. We think you should do what we think you should do. And I say, go to hell. You know, don't you hate? Don't you hate it that that's the way people are? I'm not. I don't believe that's the way people are. I think people are different. I'm not going to fall into the trap of eighty percent of the population. Forty percent are and eighty percent of the population are a bunch of do nothings. And they vote and they pass. That's nonsense. Eighty percent of the population do not vote. Nonsense. Uh, The eighty percent of the population who are guardians and uh, and artisans. They're the ones who actually are the movers and shakers and persuade other people. And listen, we want to attract all kinds of people to the movement. It's true. Hey, man, but then why don't you wear the suit? One of the reasons why we have fewer females around is because people wear capes to public events. <laughs> you, yeah, put really that you put people the suit like on. Yeah, Sean's got hey, a girlfriend, um, man. The, uh, the cape helped with that, actually. <laughs> is that right? Okay. It's a rare girl, it's, and the, she's probably in the liberty movement already. Sure, you could take track new people. Right, you could you take know, this example in all kinds of like nerdy situations. There's the girl that's doing the the the, the, the uh, cos role playing or whatever whatever that's called. Somebody help me out Cos- here. Cosplay. 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 There's the girl out there that's doing that. There's the girl going to the comic book conventions. There's the girls mm-hmm. that are uh, that, that are that play video games and are uh, you know excited about it and all that stuff. It's just an eighty twenty situation or or, or number. Not only that, larger. Well, why don't you girl. why don't you eighty percenters come here and uh, dress all snazzy then and do all that work for me? Because I don't have that kind of clothes. It's not my personality. I'm not going to wear that stuff. I'm not going to pretend <laughs> to be somebody I'm not. And I'm not going to not going to do it because you're a nice guy, Doug, and I appreciate it. No, no, I understand. But wait, um, there's another b- option here. Wear the kind of clothes that uh, you like to wear, but just not knock it up a bit. You know, ask Stephanie or some girl, "Hey, is this better than this?" And just notch it up a little bit. <laughs> hey, you know, it's and it's not all about uh, buying the nice clothes or the expensive clothes. No. Like ditch the uh the the guy fox masks and the the, yeah. the the capes is the first step to not looking like a bunch of you outcasts. You are look why don't you put on the suit and you do all this and I, you set the example, Mark? Because uh, the I guy fox suit masks, every single week when I did like the, uh, the, guy the local fox TV masks. show. People like the guy fox masks. That's people. Some people like them. Some people don't. I don't care what uh, what people think about these things. If you want to do theater, and that's what the Guy Fox mask essentially is, wearing a mask is a theatrical sort of a presentation, then you have to look kind of silly. You have to be willing to uh, to wear things like that. And this is very frustrating of a conversation. Uh, Sean? Yeah, sometimes you have to be... A lot of what I, my activism has been theater. I went up to the federal building in Concord wearing a tin hat and carrying a cardboard sword <laughs> and demanded that the federal government surrender to me. Yes, it was absolutely ridiculous. That was the point. Thank you, Doug, for the call. Appropriate. That is cool. Oh, that poo is on okay. you. You're you a big party. No, oh, you said that's appropriate? You're just talking over the guy now. I thought you said that's inappropriate. No, no, no. Listen, that was theater. And if it's a video camera, even better. How can you? Why can't you just be on theater mode all the time? Why can't you be? Why can't I wear a cowboy suit with the little fake six shooters and everything all day? You can. I would just be a lunatic. That's all. When you go, when you go to the talkers convention, are you going to wear snow pants and a t-shirt and slippers? 
I'm going to wear I, a bowling I, I shirt with a, a pair of jeans. Let me tell you about this, Doug. The last uh, two, two two years ago, he went to this one, and his hands were hurting because he was too cheap to turn the heat up in the house. Right? They were aching like arthritis, and he goes there with these rags, like uh, Oliver Twist, ripped <laughs> wrapped around his hands. Like, hey, sorry, man, I'm not going to shake people's like, hands, and my hands are hurting. Like he's what? Not Ebenezer Scrooge. Who's, so if your arm's broken, you shouldn't wear the cast because you're at a convention. I mean, what are you talking about? <laughs> you people are so worried. You, you're so worried about what other people are going to think about how you look and how you appear and whether you fit in or not. I think you need to get over it. Thanks for the call, Doug. Wait, wait, wait though, Arch. No, thanks for the call. I've had it. 800-259-9231. Oh, what will everyone think? Oh, my goodness. So when I go to the conventions, usually the first night I'll be a little more dressy. I'll have the, the Free Talk Live, uh, what is it, a dress shirt uh, that yeah, we it's have? A, yeah. A button, a yeah, button collared Oxford kind of then thing. Then the next night I wear a, 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 a bowling shirt, a Free Talk Live bowling shirt with those our are, logo emblazoned across it, and I wear a pair both, of jeans. Those are both fine. Um, they I'm are, talent. I can get away with that crap. Well, I, I think you can get away uh, as long as you're wearing sort of uniform type stuff that, that stands out. I don't out. care anyway. Uh, that That's the big problem. <laughs> really? I don't care. I, it's not like I'm unsuccessful. Hey, you're going to tell me I'm going to make more money because I'm going to start dressing like you? More coming up. It's free. How long can you hold your breath? (sighs) Not long. After air, water is the most critical factor for life. There are dozens of toxic substances in tap water, even pharmaceutical drugs that city processing can't remove. Sadly, most bottled water isn't much better. The chemicals in the bottles themselves are a serious health concern and a huge environmental problem. Filtering your own drinking water is the logical answer. You'll have a much better quality of water and save a bunch of money, too. Aquasana filters are thorough and more affordable per gallon than even pitcher-type filters. Aquasana is consistently voted the best choice by Consumers Digest. The filters are easy to use and install. Call 866-NO-BOTTLE to order or link online through freetalklive.com. If you'd like a 20% discount, and who wouldn't, when ordering online, use the discount code FTL. Again, that's FTL. Or call toll-free 866-NO-BOTTLE and tell them we sent you to get a great discount on all Aquasana products. Drink smart. 1-866-NO-BOTTLE. This is Free Talk Live, and we are launching into the second hour of the program. You can take control of the airwaves, dial in toll-free, bring up whatever you want, 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Coming up still, we've got a story about the Philadelphia subway system that is apparently turning into a police state. Uh, we'll give you some of the details on what's happening there. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Sean. And Mark. Now, we were just talking with <laughs> Doug in uh, in Minnesota, who was, by the way, the champion of this year's uh, Miss, um, what was it? The, the, the Miss strip Pole g- Dancing or the something? The Pole Dance Contest. Miss Porcupole. Miss Porcupole of uh, 2010 stuff. from the uh, the Porcupine Freedom Festival. And uh, I guess he thinks that's a good thing for the movement. Uh, I don't know. He's he called in tonight to criticize Sean for wearing. Uh, I think it wasn't criticism. A, it was he was wearing a sash on that particular day, and that's you know that could scare people off too. I guess uh, there are all kinds of things that some people are going to be offended by, and some people are going to to be amused by, and I think we should have all of them uh, in the in this movement. I think that people should uh, should be who they are and dress as they feel is appropriate. 
And that's Those what he was nice calling in platitudes. About. And he was I calling agree. in to suggest that uh, the movement is being harmed by, for instance, Sean wearing a cape, which mostly I've seen you wearing very dressy things. You're probably one of the more uh, sharply dressed uh, people that uh, there's currently, at least in the in the movement that that I know. Um, but his critique was that people who aren't dressing with name brands and who aren't dressing snazzily are uh, ruining the movement and that if we would all just pander uh, to the majority or what he believes is the majority of people who are shallow, uh, that, uh, that, you know, that then we'd, we'd, we'd be doing better. And I think that I think it's really bad advice, especially if you're trying to encourage people to be somebody that they aren't. Uh, I think that it's important that you be yourself. So you attract people who are like you, because then you'll be most effective uh, at at doing that. If you're trying to be somebody that you're not, then you might just fail on all fronts. Well, I don't know this. This uh, you're talking about the static, be the thing that you are thing, and I don't know that uh, the clothes that you wear are the th- is you. It's not. Um, you can, but but you what you have to realize is that the kind of clothes that you wear causes people to think things about you. I don't think that Doug was trying to say you're ruining the movement. I think he's trying to give some helpful criticism that hey, you guys could be more effective if, if you just be like everybody else just Th- that's in. how you heard it and i'm trying to soften it for you so that you'll understand a little bit would you agree that the clothes that you wear affect how people think about you sure sure yes i would that is all he's trying to say is use that fact. but that, i'm not concerned with those people you see that's the difference i'm not concerned with what people who uh, are concerned about uh, whether i'm wearing a suit or not are thinking about me those aren't the kind of people i'm looking to attract you, heard, you he never said suit Whatever, dude. You know what I mean. Something that's uh, above the level at which I might be currently uh, dressed. And uh, those aren't the kind of people that I uh, – that's not the peer group that I associate with. They're not the kind of people that, uh, that I attract. And I'm not going to pander to those people. Let's go to Matt in Illinois. Matt, you're on Free Talk Live on the Amp Lines. Hello there. Hey, guys. Hey, Matt. Um, I, w- I wanted to address Doug's concerns a little bit. When I went to um – when I went to the uh, the, pre, uh, the um, Porky Fest, the Porcupine Festival, mm-hmm. I saw uh, Sean walking around with his cape, and at first I thought, "What the is that?" Mm-hmm. But That's you know, the first after, after, after a while, it, you know, I, I just I, I ignored it. It's him. It's what he is, and it's no big deal. And I actually kind of grew to like the cape. It's kind of neat. And now that I know the story behind it, because then I didn't know the story behind it, now that I know that there's a story behind it and what that story is, it makes even a lot more sense. And I think um, while Doug is is welcome to his opinion, if he's going to express that kind of opinion you know, for other people, like, hey, you're ruining the movement, and that's what he said. Uh, you know, maybe he should have chose his words more carefully, but that's what he said. He says that's putting a bad, uh, a bad mark on the movement. And if he's going to make drastic accusations like that, perhaps he should give up his Miss Porcupine. Um, yeah, sash. Yeah, I, you competed and in that contest. Perhaps, maybe you should, uh, or, or Michelle Seven should uh, should receive or the Miss Porcupine. Michelle Seven or uh, uh, Michelle Seven's daughter Aziza or. Uh, 
I forget his, the young guy. There was a real young, muscular guy there who was doing a hell of a job. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute. No, I can't go to Michelle Seven because uh, she's a Christian, and Christians shouldn't be doing uh, pole dancing. Just think of what that's doing to the movement. There are so many Christians in this country. Eighty percent, eighty percent of this country are Christians, and so uh, the you know the fact that Michelle Seven is on video, and you can I think see the video over at LCLReport.com. I'm pretty sure he's I got it. That's where it's at. Yes. Uh, the fact that Michelle Seven is on video, uh, you know, doing this. Uh, this pole dance as a Christian, she should really reconsider and, and, you know, maybe cover up a little bit, huh, Mark? Don't you think? Well, if you're asking me, all I'm telling you is a way to more efficiently influence people. You didn't answer my question. I don't really care. Um, and- oh, I see. Oh, I see. So it's only a problem when, when you're a geek, but what about the 80% of Christians who would be offended I, I, some by that? Some of them that? would be offended, absolutely offended by it. But, you know, I can't, I can't speak to the subset of Christianity. It has all kinds of... All, it, as far as well, you I'm want concerned, to appeal to the majority, chucked full of bitter people don't that you want to tell appeal, other people what to do. Why don't you, so, wait, don't you want to appeal to the majority, Mark? Why don't you become a Christian and then you can wear a snazzy suit and go to church and recruit some Christians into the movement? Well, it certainly wouldn't work for me. Well, why not? You can't be someone you're not. Um, I think that there is. I, I was telling you that I don't think the mm-hmm. clothes make you who you are. Your, well, I agree with you there. Your, your, reflection belief, your of... core belief system does. And I'm not willing yeah. to go to church and lie about my mm. core belief system in order to convert I people see. or something like that. I would like to point out, I don't think it matters that the movement of the Free State Project is chucked full of uh, young, white, male nerds, because there's still going to be enough of them that they're going to make a difference in New Hampshire. And there's more uh, women showing up, by the way. I don't know if you've noticed, but the last uh, pork fest- uh, Porcupine pre- Freedom Festivals, the ratios of uh, males going to up. females has been, uh, I guess, going – wait, the ratio has been going down, right? The ratio has I, I been improving that, towards a yes. more balanced ratio. Go ahead, Matt. How's that? I think that's uh, another point that I, I wanted to make is that, you know, things change over time, and – that's kind of like piddly stuff to be concerned about with somebody wearing a cape or not wearing a cape or how people are dressing. And I, I think that the ideas of liberty themselves are attracting people to the movement, all kinds of people. And not just that, but like um, Mark said something about comic conventions not being full of girls. Well, there's actually more girls showing up to comic book conventions these days. My daughter happens to be one of them. And Young, good-looking women are actually becoming attracted to comics for one reason or another. I don't know why. Hmm. Maybe it's because there's such a concentration of boys there that that's where the women move to. I have no idea. Interesting but speculation. But things constantly change, and you shouldn't worry about little things like that. Way to put it in perspective. To worry about. Thank you for that, Matt. I appreciate it, and thank you for the call tonight. So, um, I, I what I've been speaking to, and I don't, I, I'm not saying the exact thing, same things that Doug uh, does, but I understand where he was coming from. What I've been talking about is efficiency, right? And the Free State Project itself is a movement about efficiency. The idea that you concentrate, um, a, you know, more liberty-loving individuals in one place, and that place being a state as opposed to a county or other municipality, um, or you know, some small Tahitian Island or whatever they've 
done it for the purpose of efficiency. They picked a state because, well, America's a large place and people can immigrate to one state without getting papers and things like that. They uh, chose a state as opposed to a county because it has a sovereignty uh, sort of uh, law that, that supports that. And having people concentrated is more efficient than having them spread out because somebody could make the same argument about the Free State Project. Look, it doesn't matter. Do whatever you want to do where you are. And the ideas of liberty are infectious and we will bring people on board. I'm just talking about efficiency here, man. You don't have to internalize what I'm saying. You don't have to uh, you, you don't have to concede, Ian. I'm just talking about efficiency. Toll-free number 800-259-9231. I agree with uh, Matt. This movement needs all kinds of people. And uh, maybe it is skewed toward kind of the egg-headed uh, geeky guys at this uh, this point in time, but it's changing. Um, things are opening up. As more people are attracted here, more different types of people will be attracted, and they will attract, in turn, more different uh, types, and they will uh, meet some of the locals who are of different personalities and interests. More coming up. You take control. It's Free Talk Live. MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zimpaks, and X2s, that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs, in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Dial in via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Inviting you to our website where we've got our bulletin board system. You can get interactive with other listeners there over at bbs.freetalklive.com. So how would you like to uh, take Nancy Pelosi, remove her from Washington, D.C., rep- uh, replace her with a an accomplished businessman, entrepreneur, who... Uh, uh, has a has a family and believes in the ideas uh, of peace, freedom, and personal responsibility. Instead of some gal who thinks that uh, you well, we have to pass the health care bill before, in fact, we find out what's in it. You can help that uh, make that happen. Go to, uh, go to JohnDennis2010.com. He's holding a money bomb right now. They're looking to raise a hundred thousand dollars, and they're at thirty-four thousand. So they could use your donation. Uh, it, you know, I've donated to this campaign. I support John Dennis, and and I think you should too. So go JohnDennis2010.com. As we continue taking your phone calls, uh, we're talking about the dress code here, apparently, and some people advocating. Uh, like Mark, that people should dress better in order to attract normal people. Uh, and uh, Sean, is, uh, who has been known for wearing a cape, has actually changed his dress recently to, uh, what would you call this? Is this like business? Uh, I guess it's a step up from business casual, but yeah. it's not a suit. No, not, not, not quite a suit. Uh, Luther has been known for wearing uh, suits around. Uh, Mark, you've, you've worn suits, and it's just, you know, it's not my thing. I think that people should, uh, should wear what they, what they are comfortable with wearing and, uh, and be who they are. And it doesn't mean you can't change who you are. If you feel like you need to change, that's okay. People change all the time. They're just clothes. Um, it's yeah, not they who just you clothes. are. Changing your clothes Being is not Being who changing you are, who, no. your clothes are a reflection of, uh, of who you are. No, they're not. They're, they're clothes are garments that you put on. Yeah. That's all. You customize them according to the kind of person that you are and what you like. 
they're they're a reflection. They're how you customize. They're they're garments that allow you to differentiate yourself in some cases. But uh, what you're advocating is that you be more like everybody else and blend in, and that's not for everyone. Uh, indeed, I'm not saying that it is for everyone, Ian. I'm talking about an efficiency issue. Um, how you can use garments? That's all they are. Just cloth that you wear um, in order to be better, uh, more influential. I worked in the sales industry in radio most of my adult life, and I can tell you that if I decided to wear something ludicrous to work, say uh, say a Panama shirt and uh, some some shorts and tried to sell radio with uh, you know perhaps a ring in my nose or something well, like I agree that, with you. If you're I'd be to... unsuccessful. No, I agree with you. If you're you're in a selling certain... the ideas of liberty. If you're in a situation uh, in which you, uh, you have to dress in a certain way in order to accomplish a certain goal, then then that makes sense. You've got to do what you've but got I to do. Don't ha- didn't, um, uh, for a long time. But there- the ideas of liberty can be sold to anybody, not just people that have a bunch of money that are looking to buy, you know, maybe looking to buy some advertising. You know, they always told us to dress one step up from the person with whom you're having the meeting. So um, that's the that's the idea. And it's it's not in order to somehow outdo them. It's so that they sort of see themselves in you and people can see themselves when you're you know wearing a press shirt. You can wear a tie. Uh, you wear pants. Look, I've been to clubs wearing, uh, uh, you know, after I've gotten off I don't go work, to clubs. I, I know, you know man, I'm not trying I'm just... to attract those. I'm not. That's not my job to attract those people. If you like to go to clubs, if those are the people that you enjoy being around, then you should do that. But to suggest that somebody else should go and uh, pretend to be someone they're not and uh, and, I'm not suggesting and fraternize that. I'm with suggesting people that they don't that know. If you want to be more efficient, that you need to take into consideration the. If you want to be an efi- if you want to be efficient at uh, bringing people to a movement that are like you, then you should just be who you are. Let's continue with your th- uh, your thoughts. Uh, let's go to I believe Nick is with us in Arizona. Nick, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, um, I just wanted to chime in on this Liberty dress code thing. It's awesome. Um, the end of uh, was it May? I went with uh, Ernie Hancock to the Libertarian National Convention for his little uh, he had an activism run to be the chair of the Libertarian Party. Mm-hmm. And during that, Michael Badnar gave a eulogy speech for the Libertarian Party. <laughs> and in there, he, he blamed part of it on the way that uh, Libertarians dress. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, um, I don't know if you guys know who Starchild is. Yeah, I'm familiar with Starchild. Yeah, uh, he is an activist uh, from the West Coast. The San Francisco area. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) so it it seemed like he was, well, he he specifically mentioned people wearing angel wings and shorts and flip-flops. And and I was wearing shorts and flip-flops, and Starchild was wearing a full angel outfit. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just kind of, you know, I'm, I'm a pretty... Active activist. Starchild is a, is a kick butt activist. Yes, I understand. Yeah, he's yeah. awesome too. And it, you know, I just kind of took it a little, uh, you know, a little personal. But uh, you should have, because he's basically <laughs> saying you have been the response. You are responsible for making this a failure. It's not me. It's not everybody else who looks like me. It's you because you're different. And it's I, I think it's insulting. If I thought that I could make other political parties fail by wearing shorts, I would do it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Thank you for that. Uh, you know, this, I'm not going to take Michael Badnarik's stance on this. I would agree that the, the Libertar- National Libertarian Party has... Uh, it's only a modified uh, version of your stance. If it's not dead... Uh, my, my You're not sta- in the Libertarian Party, but, and nor am I, but it's, it's just another way of saying what you've been saying. 
I don't know that that's. Uh, I, I disagree. I mean, that's not the way. What I did you see hear, it. Sean? Uh, I heard uh, Michael Bednarik apparently doesn't like some of the more outrageous attire some actors Eclectic. wear. Yeah, eclectic. Yeah, that's a better word. And Michael Badnark doesn't like it, and Mark doesn't like it either. I don't. It's not that I like or dislike it, Ian. Wear your snow pants with your golf shirt and the socks with the sandals, dude. Do whatever you want. I'm just saying that you're going to be more successful Uh if you dress in a certain manner. It's a reality. Are you still there, uh, Nick, in Arizona? Yeah, Yeah, I'm still here. Any more thoughts? No, I didn't have anything else to add. I just right. wanted to put that out there. Thanks for sharing. I appreciate that at 800-259-9231. When it's cold out, I'm going to put the wind pants on, Mark. I don't care about uh, what you think <laughs> okay. and what uh, you you and your brethren uh, have, uh, how you I feel about it. I don't know that it. I've got brethren. Whatever. The people that you're saying I should be pandering to, the people who are supposedly you know, so important to you. They're not important to me. Oh, they're not? Well, then why are you advocating that everybody change? I'm not advocating. People change? I haven't advocated. I'm only telling you how to be more efficient. So it's you're not advocating it. It's information. You're getting all animated about it, but you're not advocating it. You're the one it. who keeps on bringing it back up. I'm not bringing it up. People are calling in about it. What are you talking about? Whatever. It doesn't matter to me. Wear what it you want. It doesn't matter to you now, huh? Wear what you want. Okay. I'll, I will. I don't I will. need your permission. Dude, I have worked with you for uh, going on right. a decade now. And have you, I been a success the whole time for that absolutely. decade? Absolutely. I have drugged I've your lost ass a lot of through money, but I've made success. more. That's absolutely okay. true. My, my, the way I dress and the way I work has drug your butt th- up to success. It's the truth. Your dress code has nothing to do with my success. Zero. You sit at home and make phone calls all day. It's true. I, I, work, at, I work in my pajamas now. Let's continue and talk to Johnson in Connecticut. Johnson, you're on Free Talk Live on the Amp Lines. Hey, hey. So uh, the question that I have is basically about the fashion industry. Um, and what I would wonder, Ian, is it was, would you consider the fashion industry just an entire, entirely useless, uh, sort of like, a, you know, like a, a, just a vestigial organ, kind of like the appendix? It's just something that, that if, a libertari- if, a, if a liberty society were to come about, fashion would just die off? I wouldn't say that. People uh, no. people are into fashion. I'm, I'm not sure where you're going, but we'll find out in a moment. Uh, more with Johnson. Your calls as well at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. You take control. This is Free Talk Live. American patriots, would you like to spend a day or two with other freedom-loving Americans? Learn rifle marksmanship while hearing the real story behind the American Revolution? If you said yes, then the Appleseed program is for you. Part shooting school, part oral history lesson, Appleseed has trained thousands of Americans nationwide. And with hundreds of shoots scheduled this year, you can be sure there's one near you. For more information, go to AppleseedInfo.org. That's AppleseedInfo.org. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free. Bring up anything at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And tonight it's Ian. And Sean. And Mark. And you can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. You can enjoy the wiki there with over 2,000 pages created by listeners like you. Go to wiki.freetalklive.com. Get interactive. W-I-K-I. Wiki.freetalklive.com. So the uh, the headlines over at freedomsphoenix.com. Four Iraqis escape from U.S. custody in a Baghdad prison. Fourth missile strike in Pakistan in 24 hours kills five. New York Republican candidate says 
I'm no sheriff of Wall Street. In the Senate and the House, I, con- I action on uh, China currency. You can go see those headlines and all the rest and read the stories at freedomsphoenix.com. All right, let's continue here and uh, take your phone calls about uh, what you want. Johnson is on the line with us here in Connecticut. You'd begun to ask a question about uh, what I feel or how we feel about uh, the the free marketplace and whether or not fashion would still be uh, popular, and I don't see why it wouldn't. Uh, people are into that stuff. Right. So I guess my next question for you, Ian, would be uh, whether or not do you feel you know a lot about the fashion industry or about fashion in general? Not a damn thing. No. Okay. So... Then my qu- my next question would be, do you think that, because you said earlier that you feel like clothing is a, a way of someone to reflect their personality, or reflect something about themselves. Yeah, I think people and customize themselves is, that way, yeah. Now, do you think that people who pay for, uh, you know, extreme makeovers or, or such, you know, that sort of thing, have they then changed their identity by changing their clothing? In other words, does that then flip about and by changing their clothing, does it somehow alter their identity? By changing their clothing, does it alter their identity? If if you're saying that clothing reflects a person's identity, then Mm -hmm. if someone goes through an extreme change in outward appearance, does that then somehow reverse back and, and, and affect their personal identity. Does it? Af- I don't think it affects their identity. I think that it's a reflection of the fact that they've chosen to change uh, who they are or who they want to be perceived as. Well, I mean, if the, if the reflection has changed, I mean, wouldn't... If it's a mirror image, you're, you're saying it's a reflection, and a reflection of something that occurs in a mirror, mm-hmm. you know, is the original then somehow different? Um, you're asking because... Yeah, I mean, they're intending to change, right? So they're they're intending to show a new side to themselves, or or who they intend to uh, to be, or who they want to attract. Um, so they've uh, they've modified their appearance in that way. Do you does your personality change when you change from a blue shirt to a red shirt? I don't think so. Not well, yeah, necessarily. you think that something as dramatic as a change of a primary color from blue to red would be would would indicate an, an incredible personality shift? Would it you? may? I don't know. I mean, no, perhaps it uh, perhaps you're, you're the same guy with a you... red shirt on as you are with a blue shirt. <laughs> Quit acting like a moron. Well, okay. Here here here's the point of this this whole thing, um, and why I ask these questions because if. The change of clothes is really merely a change in what is being communicated and not a change in the actual personality of the person who is wearing those clothes. If that person is only changing their clothes, in other words, just to change to communicate different aspects of their personality, mm-hmm. right, um, then fashion becomes the art of understanding how to engage in that sort of communication while still matching the person's identity. In other words, someone, you know, a a person with a particular personality picks clothes based on their personality if they are good at fashion. If If they understand fashion well, they are able to pick clothes that look good on them while maintaining their identity, while still reflecting their personality using their clothing. And Ian, you have said you have no understanding of fashion. So you don't know how to pick clothing that reflects your identity. You're just engaging in a haphazard act. Now, 
somebody who well, no, I, I look at something and I say I like that, and so I'll wear that. Yeah, I think everybody's qualified to pick the clothing that they like and that they're comfortable in, Johnson. Well, I, I said just don't I don't understand the fashion business or or you know what's popular or what's not, and so I'm not trying to be popular. Here's <laughs> a great piece of advice for the the libertarians out there that may be concerned about how they dress. Go to LouRockwell.com. Uh, look up Jeffrey Tucker's article on how to dress like a man. Okay. Johnson, any uh, further thoughts? Yeah, I mean, what I, uh, the reason why I'm bringing this up is because I think that there's By the way, a I've particular been group to of one. people who don't, who don't understand fashion at all, and it, it especially amongst geeks, who don't understand how to look good. And that doesn't necessarily mean what you're, commun- you know, you're communicating. Some people can't control what they're communicating. In other words, they don't have control over what they're communicating. They're just making these decisions, and there's not really a, a, an effort to communicate anything. If you're wearing wings or you're wearing a cape, you are trying to convey a message. There's an active intention there. There's an active intent. If you're just picking clothes at random and you don't understand fashion at all, then you're not in control of what you're communicating. That's my point. I don't know if people pick clothes at random. I think people pick the clothes they like. I don't, but if you don't understand fashion and you don't understand... Why do you have to understand like fashion? Why, why, do, why does it matter whether you understand what's popular? Fashion is, a, is a generally thought of, I think at least, as uh, is what is in, you know, what is popular, uh, whatever, whoever it okay. is that determines these things, the magazines. I think or, that's a misunderstanding. Uh-huh. I think that's a misunderstanding. I think fashion, what fashion more is, is it's about understanding what... what you wear and what it communicates. In other words, you might like a suit jacket and you might like, uh, you know, torn blue jeans, right? But you also need to, fashion would be understanding what you're communicating if you're wearing a suit, a suit jacket and torn blue jeans together. I'm a Hollywood you know, like, movie star. <laughs> that would be one possible message. Fashion yes. is the prevailing custom or style of dress, etiquette, socializing, etc., conventional usage in dress manners, etc. Um so I don't know if I agree with what you're saying, Johnson. Uh, I think that uh, that just because you're picking uh, your clothes out doesn't necessarily mean you're trying to communicate anything. It just means that you're adorning yourself with the things that you think look good, and inevitably those will uh, those decisions will attract people uh, to you, or maybe a factor in attracting uh, people to you more likely uh, that maybe uh, that if are you that understand are. It. That are like you. No, maybe they don't. Uh, I don't understand why you have to uh, get fashion uh, to. Haven't you ever seen a nerd who just doesn't understand how to dress, and then you, you you put them in a suit, and they go, "Wow, I really like this." You know, you've never seen anybody get a makeover, and it, because you real, they realize that they didn't know how to dress. They didn't know how to pick clothing that would look good on them. They didn't know that black was slimming. They didn't know. No, that I don't know any of that crap. Bell bottom jean would make their legs look thinner. They didn't yeah, I don't know, know any of that things. stuff. I just want something to keep the elements off me. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. Julia taught me a few things about you know uh, dressing. So I learned a thing or two from her, but 
How are you supposed to pick that up? What well, I'm trying moms? to, I guess, moms are the, the kind of people or dads. I it's, don't know. No it's not about the, to getting the it, uh, the intricacies of uh, of fashion. What I what you're trying to do? What I was always trying to do when I was dressing well to go out and sell radio was to create the uh, vanilla ice cream of uh, outfits. Look, I could have gotten the the moose tracks outfit and gone to the uh, you know special. What's, what's that this? like? The ice cream. What, no, uh, whatever you wear that's really weird, right? Like, there's probably somebody that I could sell radios uh, to wearing a cape and a vi- guy fox mask. However, um, that 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 is limited. Mm-hmm. So what I would do is, in fact, dress in a fashion that the person that would uh, would would buy radio from me in a cape and a guy fox mask would also buy radio from me in the same outfit that I was in that that I could sell to the furniture manufacturer or the furniture uh, uh, you know store and the uh, car dealership. And that for me was well, essentially what Sean's wearing here. It's a tie, a press shirt, a pair of uh, uh, slacks, and uh, some shoes that are shinable. Fashion, uh, style in clothes, cosmetics, behavior, etc., especially the latest or most admired style. So there is uh, frequently a connotation uh, definition, a portion of the definition of fashion has to do with what's popular. And I certainly don't know what that is. 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And that's basically what Doug was advocating in the very beginning. You needed to wear what's popular. Sorry, i got better things to do with my time than figure that crap out. It's Free Talk Live. You take control. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Nestle Pure Life Water, helping you drink better and live better by providing a zero-calorie alternative to sugary drinks. Visit us at nestle-purelife.us. When kids are playing, they often don't want to stop to keep hydrated. So send them out with a bottle of water and encourage them to take frequent drink breaks or call them inside for a quick sip. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash your family today. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, and we give you the features on the site free. So enjoy those, and if you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live, you can learn how to promote the show. Go to promote.freetalklive.com. You get a list of things you can do to get Free Talk Live on the air on more radio stations around the country and bring more Internet listeners on board as well. Go to promote.freetalklive.com. Get your Liberty message out to thousands of people a month for fractions of a penny apiece. Do it from the back of your car with libertystickers.com. They have hundreds and hundreds of different Liberty sayings. Check them out. Let your voice be heard. Libertystickers.com. All right. 800-259-9231. Right back into your phone calls. We go to Luther listening in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Luther. Hey, guys. How's it going? What's on your mind tonight? Well, fashion, of course. That's kind of a big topic. Yes, indeed. Uh, just kind of wanted to give my perspective on it. Uh, you mentioned that I like to wear suits. Uh, I certainly do. But more specifically, I like to wear three-piece suits because I think they look a lot nicer than just a plain suit. See, I don't even know what the heck the difference is. The vest. Uh, a three-piece suit has a waistcoat, uh, which is a vest, essentially. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, they just look a little sharper, I think. But uh, I-, I think but what you, you wear, them, wear definitely You wear them does... with a pair of Converse shoes too. I would uh, would point out that uh, you have a you have a certain style in which you you wear this three. Is that okay with you, Mark? Is that absolutely all right? okay? Just making sure. Oh I, yeah, I, I wear my clothes are, with Liberty Flash. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, and there's a reason that I do that is because I'm trying to convey 
something. You know, you you do communicate when you wear clothes if you do it consciously. If you're just throwing on clothes, you're really not communicating anything more than I just don't care what I'm wearing. Yeah, and some most of the time I just don't really care what I'm what I'm wearing. Yeah. But if you've got something you're looking to accomplish, or if you're going somewhere where it's expected that uh, that thing you will look a certain way, then it's uh, then I totally understand that. But to adorn yourself in things that you would not normally feel comfortable in because of what some people might think, I think there's something wrong with that. Well, yeah, I, I'd like to hear what Luther thinks, not you, Mark. Go ahead, Luther. <laughs> well, that's a big part of uh, of is wearing what you're comfortable in, and that's like. Not everybody's going to look good in the same suits that I wear. Um, it, it is all about, you know, finding what you're comfortable in. But, uh, uh, you know, like when I throw on the Converse's, that's because, you know, that's what I'm comfortable in. You know, that's what I think I look good in. And it conveys a part of my personality. It pretty much tells people, yeah, I'm into rock, rock music. <laughs> um, God, I was... Oh, uh, uh, a fellow called two calls ago, he mentioned... Uh, uh, how flip-flops and shorts are just ruining this, this libertarian movement. Yeah. Uh, well, I wear flip-flops and shorts. So, so you can dress nice, but you should also dress for the occasion, I think. Like, if I'm just hanging out with my friends, there's really no need for me to wear a suit. Sure. Or, you know, if, I, uh, if I'm going out on a date, there's probably no need for me to wear flip-flops and shorts. So... Uh, dressing for the occasion, wearing what's comfortable for you, and if you want to communicate a message, you can do it through fashion. Thanks, Luther. Appreciate the thoughts tonight. Thanks for the call at 800-259-9231. Mark, you I, wanted to jump in there well, urgently. So. All, all I, um, I was going to comment on what you said about what's comfortable. As if what you're wearing, uh, as, as if comfort is all about what you wear. It would be more comfortable to not wear clothes at all in some occasions. I do as little as possible. And, 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 but you don't wander outside because it's about what people might think, right? Uh, well, Some of those people yeah, might be police. you don't want police. the police to, you know... So it's yeah. you do wear clothes in order to satisfy what people will think, and I'm just saying that you can't deny that certain types of clothes uh, 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 cause people to think certain types of things, mm-hmm. and that's an efficiency issue. That's all. Okay. No, I'm not going to deny that. I don't think I have denied that at any point. No, all I'm saying is that to take Doug's suggestion uh, and what seemed to be partially your suggestion as well, to modify one's way of dressing because of what the majority of people think, uh, you know, in order to essentially pander to their belief system or to attempt to pretend to be like them when you may not, in fact, be like them, I think is disingenuous. And I think that uh, that's that would be an unfortunate move for somebody, because if you don't, if you aren't. I'm pointing out how what you're saying is contradictory to how you live your life. You wear clothes today. You said it'd be more comfortable to be naked. So let's say you just uh, you you depends could compromise. If, it's, if it's cold out, it's not sure. Uh, we're talking about when it's hot, Ian. Yeah. When it's cold, you could wear things that would keep you warm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's still possible to get them more cheaply than uh, th- than perhaps nice looking warm clothes. So, I'm not an exhibitionist either, though, right? So, so you could just wear a speedo yeah. everywhere. <laughs> That Actually, uh, I used to live in uh, Asheville, North Carolina. We had a guy who did wear a speedo everywhere, <laughs> and 
like every that's the reason that you're commenting about this guy and you're not talking about other people um, mm-hmm. is is because this guy stuck out, out like a sore thumb. Worse yes, than a sore did. thumb. He's like a sore thumb wearing a boa. <laughs> I mean, he's he's as bad as the guy that walks around here in Keene that they call Leather Man. I haven't seen him in a while. I haven't either. I, uh, maybe he's moved on to warmer climes. The uh, you know he wears crisscrossing leather straps up his legs um, with uh, leather short shorts and. Uh, yeah. Leather vest. He doesn't care what you think about I, him. He does not certainly does this it. guy. He's also homeless. <laughs> it was by his choice, though. <laughs> well, he chose to be homeless. He, he chose chooses, to withdraw it's from It's all society. part of the package, Ian. Like, uh-huh. you dress like a complete lunatic. You get treated like a p- complete lunatic. Nobody employs you. You live in a tent. Like, it all goes together. <laughs> I don't know, Mark. The, the Speedo guy ran for mayor of Asheville, so. How'd he do? <laughs> <laughs> He didn't win. Anybody can come up with the ten bucks for the campaign, right? So there you go. Uh, I say, be who you are, and if you're in a situation where you feel that you need to dress differently, you should. You know, whatever. Something. I'm not saying you have to nail yourself to a certain uh, dress code, but to suggest that you should change who uh, your your identity because of the movement and what some people might think is, I think pretty patently ludicrous no it's utilitarian it's a, it's a way to get and things it's not done. the way individuals uh, i think that you know this the individualists in this movement uh would 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 behave if you're expressing your individuality through your clothing then what's it say about your personality that it's not very well developed I mean, I don't the, think that's what anybody. I don't think that's no. I, I think that's, that's, uh, that's what I'm saying. That, I, I think at that, one point in my life, I had a mohawk and wore, uh, you know, little spikes on my leather jacket and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Why? Because my personality wasn't developed enough to be able to show my individuality through the way no, I. It's like I, you were an angry teenager and you wanted to express that in a certain fashion, and that was uh, the the way one of the, uh, the the ways that that was expressed at that time. And oh, so now you're psychoanalyzing me. You can tell what my personality was by the clothes. You were that an I was angry wearing. teenager, were you not? Uh, I, 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 you I, were I, an angry teenager. What I'm telling Listen you is to that punk music. you're better off. You had a mohawk. Expressing your personality. Uh, you were an anarchist through your uh, personality than you are through some kind of weird clothing. I'm going to have to take objection to that last comment, Ian. I'm an anarchist. I don't wear a mohawk. Yeah, but Mark didn't know he was the he was the badass anarchist when he was a uh, a, a 19 year old or whatever, 18, 17 year old. I was a convict. Yeah, 17 years old. So I don't know if we're. I don't know if I even after this after this whole hour, leg. I don't even know if we're really still communicating here, Mark. It's I just agree. it's just part of how you express yourself. You can also express yourself through words and ideas. Clearly. And you're, su- you're suggesting, or Doug was suggesting, that in order to get a certain group of people to listen to you, you have to dress like them. And I'm not saying that's non- untrue. I think that's true. I think if you want to pander to the club goers, then you should dress like a club goer and hang out at clubs. But if you aren't a club goer and you don't want to meet those kind of people, then there's nothing wrong with that. And there's nothing wrong with uh, looking differently. And uh, if the club goers don't like that, then too bad for them. The idea that you should have to pander to this 80% uh, is, uh, is ludicrous. It suggests that people should change themselves for the benefit of the movement because some people don't like it. The Michael Badnariks and the Dugs of the world don't like the shorts and the sandals, and they don't like the wings. Well, I say if that's you, if that's part of who you are, then you should embrace who 
who you are. And if you want to change who you are, that's fine, too. Embrace change as well. I, I think I've got a Michael Badnarik uh, quote here. It says, establish a dress code. If you want to be a major league player, you've got to wear the uniform. No T-shirts, no shorts, no blue jeans, no flip-flops, jackets and ties for men, skirts and Heard dress it a slacks million times. for women. Pretend you're going to the prom. It's other things he said, or eliminate por- paper candidates. If you can't learn to like each other, then at least learn to work together. Elect people to the LNC because you trust them, not because they've been there for years or because nobody the else people- People in politics, the, the people in politics, like Michael Bednarik in this case, have been saying that crap for years. Just dress like we do. Well, why don't you just do what you do and we'll do what we do? Thanks very much for the suggestion. Appreciate it. I don't care if you don't. I don't care if you how you dress. It's none of my business. I'm not saying, hey, Mark, you guys need to start wearing shorts more often. Hey, why don't you get yourself a pair of uh, sandals? It'll make us all look cooler. We'll attract more of the, you know, more of the uh, the hip kids that you know like to wear sandals and shorts during the, uh, the the summer instead of long pants. I'm sorry you're taking my advice, uh, my suggestions here as uh, orders because I'm not giving. Not, I know you're not giving orders, but uh, Doug was whining earlier because it's ruining the movement and you supported him 800-259-9231 that's the SACL CAI toll free line we're going to continue ruining the movement here in moments hour number three is up uh, next with your calls at 800-259-9231 this is free talk live John Dennis, an accomplished businessman and entrepreneur, has been a pro-liberty Republican for a quarter century. He's the new face of a new Republican Party, and he's running for congressman of California's 8th District. I'm John Dennis, and I support drastically cutting both taxes and spending, which will help repair our devastated economy. Abolishing spendthrift governmental money pits that fail to produce the desired results. Bringing our troops home to defend our country, not policing other countries around the world. And a return to personal responsibility self-ownership, and freedom of choice for all Americans. Something John doesn't approve of? Nancy Pelosi. (laughs) It's time for the Wicked Witch of the West to go away. Wipe the slate clean in California's 8th District in Washington in one blow. Contribute to the John Dennis for 2010 campaign at johndennis2010.com. I'm John Dennis, and I approve this ad. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves as we launch here into the third hour of the program. Bring up whatever's on your mind. 800-259-9231. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Sean. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, Again, freetalklive.com. Main feature allows you to influence the stuff you'll hear on the air. You can submit show prep suggestions, and other listeners then get to vote on whether they like or dislike your suggestions. So you can go and vote on other people's suggestions as well, and the most voted up make it to the front page of the site at freetalklive.com. Let's continue taking your phone calls about what you want. And we will talk to Jacob, listening in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello there, Jacob. Hi. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? uh, First, I just want to say something real quick. Um, I'm a New Hampshire native, and I think the Free State Project is an amazing idea. And I welcome uh, any pro-liberty people to move to New Hampshire. And uh, I like meeting, meeting all the Free Staters and everything like that to move. So I think it's really awesome. And uh, I wanted to uh, bring up um, was the other day, I remember you had the uh, Facebook flame war 
um, with the statist, um, and you were talking about ideas to uh, to to use for statists, the people that are kind of ingrained in the uh, in statism, to try to you know convince them over to liberty. And uh, I'm I'm relatively new to the liberty movement, um, so I still have kind of the neocon fresh in my mind. So I could uh, give you a few tips that people use to kind of convert me over. Okay, sure. Yeah, because um, my question was about the people that are the just the most deeply into the state. They are working for the state, or they, you know, have a family member who works for the state, and they've been there for years, and uh, they have a very uh, government, pro-government, uh, pro-coercion belief system. Uh, even if they don't realize it's coercion, they, uh, when it's pointed out, they deny that it exists, uh, and they, uh, and, and they just don't want to hear it. That kind of thing. Uh, yeah, so I can I can give you where, where I was uh, uh, as far as ingrained in statism. Uh, I did uh, in in high school. I did four years of the uh, the junior ROTC. Um, so I had that indoctrination going. I did uh, five years of the police explorers, which is a similar program um, as a gen- junior ROTC, except for uh, for the local police department. Um, I was also involved in the. Uh, there's a lot of volunteer work in the Dare program, um, and I was also in college. I uh, did some time in ROTC in college, and I was also receiving money from the government to pay for college. So um, I was pretty, uh, you know, far ingrained as far as the status thing, and I could, you know, relate to a lot of the things. The, uh, you know, you uh, read some things that she wrote on Facebook. Uh, I could mm-hmm. relate to a lot of the arguments because I made those arguments myself. Um, and a lot of it was just uh, kind of shoving my fingers in my ears and refusing to listen, even though I kind of knew it was, uh, you know, knew it, saw it there the whole time. I was just refusing. You just refusing to acknowledge it. Right now, I can kind of realize that. Um, but really, what really won me over, what wasn't, you know, one argument, it was, you know, two or three years of just constant, you know, it was a really slow process for me to finally realize, you know, that, you know, the true nature of, of government and to, for me to, you know, finally make the leap over. Did you? So, so um, it, was, it was about relationship building. Somebody close to you uh, kept up with the message. Was it just um, one person? Was it more than one person that were that there was, was multiple people, people everywhere, and it, really? it was a lot. Of, also, too, was uh, um, finding things on my own. Um, I remember I stumbled upon uh, Stephen Molyneux online. I was looking. Uh, I'm into films. I was looking at film reviews, and he does the occasional film review. And I found he reviewed a film, and that's how I kind of got introduced to him. And I started, you know, listening to him more and more. Um, hmm. And a lot of it was uh, there was a Young Americans for Liberty chapter uh, at my college. Um, but they introduced me to Ron Paul, and that's what really started me, like, kind of the fast track to uh, to liberty, um, you know, reading his book. And then it was past the le- election at that point, but I went back and watched the debates, uh, the Republican debates where he was in and and stuff like that. So I th- it was a it was a multiple people, you know, um, you know, kind of because I was with the college Republicans for a while. Would you have been brought over? Just as an unrelated question, would you have been brought at well semi related? Would you have been brought on board with the message faster if everyone had wore had dressed very snazzily? <laughs> Um, what? No, no, there was a wide range of different dress codes. I have been listening to this to this uh, conversation. Um, uh, you know, a really wide range. I mean, I, uh, you know, I, I wore a uniform for you know a long, long time, so I, I've never dressed too you know over the top. Um, I've kind of you know I'm I'm not interested in going law enforcement anymore. I'm kind of more in emergency medicine now, so mm-hmm. I still kind of wear a uniform sometimes. Um, but uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't know the, uh, the whole. You know, I guess sometimes if you want, you know, dress code to, to say something about you, I, it does. But um, other than that, you know, I don't really uh, 
see it as a whole huge big of, you know of an issue. It didn't. It wasn't a. Uh, a it wasn't a, a crux, if you will. It wasn't a, a turning point for you. A, a critical issue as to whether or not you were listen. You were listening to uh, someone who was telling you about these ideas. As you say, a variety of folks were expressing them to you. I mean, uh, like a few. You know, if I was. You know, with my in my hardcore neocon mode, if you uh, you know a lot of the uh, Young Americans Liberty, a lot of the uh, normal members were in there. You know, some of the more granola or I guess you could say hippie types um, dressing that way were in there, and I would have uh, would have almost tuned them out right away. But sure. there was also a lot of. Uh, but can you imagine how ludicrous it would be for a hippie to dress up uh, in a uniform in order to somehow try to uh, impress you? <laughs> So yeah, exactly. it kind of it kind of it's, it's, it seems like it's almost important to have the message coming from different uh, strata, if you will, to have somebody who is in a uniform advocating the same message as somebody who's got uh, dreadlocks suit on. Uh, or a chicken suit is is a very I think it's it's important for it to come from different po- uh, points. I need yeah, to buy was, a chicken suit. Yeah, one of the things that really got me is one of the uh, uh, actually quite a few of the members in Young Americans for Liberty were. Uh, um, ex, uh, or were veterans of the more recent uh, conflicts in Iraq and Afghanistan and stuff like that. And uh, I remember um, one of them wore his uniform to a uh, uh, something at the uh, the state house. And you know, seeing him trash the government while wearing a uniform was very very interesting to me. I'm glad you called in to share your story here tonight. Anything else uh, that uh, we've missed, perhaps? Uh, I think that's pretty much it. Thanks for the call. I appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Let's talk to uh, Julia, listening in Missouri. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Julia. Hello. Hey there. What's on your mind tonight? Well, I agree with what you just said, you know, that it's different people are spoken to by different kinds of looks. Mm-hmm. I know for myself, um, you know, very... Dr- dressed up cheerleader and and jock people are kind of intimidating to me so a person like you know a more i guess plain person would probably be more receptive from a plain person you know that's an example but really what i wanted to bring up tonight was i wondered if you had checked your wikipedia entry lately ian no it's been it's been a while i don't remember wikipedia or the wiki.freetalklive.com yeah which one no, the Wikipedia. Oh, Wikipedia. So, entry on Ian. No, yeah. I certainly have not. Oh, I didn't even know there was an entry on Ian. There used to be just a free, uh, free Talk Live entry. No, nope, there's one on Ian and why? even on your girlfriend. Why? Do, why in Wikipedia? Why? Uh, why, yeah. why uh, Ian has a girlfriend? Well, I mean, I... Uh, well, it said that you did. I don't know. I have, but... Uh, it was really funny. I just looked it up tonight. So, so what is... So should... I mean, are you going to reveal what it is for our listeners that uh, may not have internet access or will they be held in suspense? Well, I guess I could. I'll go to my computer, but... <laughs> do, you do, do you not recall? You can't summarize? Uh, is, is it well, something that um, has to be... I mean, it just gave a list of various strange things you've said on shows. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's and fun then, stuff. <laughs> and then at the end, it said that you were um, hairy from head to toe, including your <laughs> uh, unmentionable parts. I don't know how the author would have known. Well, I don't think yeah. they don't. I think that's wiki.freetalklive.com. I think that's our wiki. Yeah, yeah I that's, think that's the... that's not Wikipedia. <laughs> oh. Yeah, but either way, it's still a wiki, and anybody can go and edit whatever they want there. And, and they can... unfortunately, that wiki is is largely just un. 
uh, people don't go there much. There's a whole yeah. bunch of uh, despite all the promotion we do. Yeah, it's well, it's a, a pain to edit a wiki. That's the only thing. They need to make it easier, and it's not. You have to learn these codes, and it, it's a it's a little bit of it's a there's a learning curve for uh, for editing a wiki. Yeah, I haven't. Uh, I, I we've sort of taken on the, uh, uh, the the code that we will not go in and edit our own pages. Right. Um, so right. so that it, it can leave some very strange stuff. All on, kinds on of weird claims can be made on uh, on these wiki pages. So uh, don't yeah. believe anything. Thing you read there. <laughs> Thank you for the call, oh, no. Julia. I, I appreciate hearing fun. from you. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up anything. This is Free Talk. Are you moving to New Hampshire for the Free State Project? Maybe you are already here and need to find a place to call your own. Mark Warden, the Porcupine Realtor, will help you find the perfect property. Do you want a home with 50 acres of land? How about an income-producing building? Perhaps a cabin on a lake or a condo in an urban area? Invest in liberty and property. Contact Mark Warden, Porcupine Realtor. See his banner ad at freetalklive.com. Or visit porcupinerealtor.com. That's porcupinerealtor.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything by dialing in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We've got a lot of features. They're free, including the Shrine of Female Listeners, the dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send in their validated photo or video showing their listeners of the program. You can see what I mean. And if you're a lady listener, join up over at shrine.freetalklive.com. Have you ever considered taking your case to court without an attorney? Jurisdictionary.com is a course for people without a lawyer who must know what it takes to win and for people with lawyers who want to minimize legal fees and maximize winning by knowing what should be done. It works for plaintiffs or defendants. It costs less than an hour with any good attorney. And it's so easy the average eighth grader can go through the complete four-CD course in a single weekend. You can get it at Jurisdictionary.com. And isn't it sad that uh, you know the, the, the school system will educate you on foreign cultures and all these other things that it educates you on, but it doesn't teach you how to use the legal system. Jurisdictionary.com is an educational course for you on how to use the, uh, the the common law sort of English legal system. I've taken the course. It's great. Jurisdictionary.com. When you buy the course, make sure you use, you mark Free Talk Live on the little pull-down menu. Well, let's continue with your phone calls. Dave is listening in Montana. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Dave. Dave in Montana. Going once. Hey, how hey, you doing? Dave, what's on your Hello. mind tonight? Could you hear me now? We got you. Go for it. Hey, how you doing? Uh... Dave ain't here, first of all. But I'd like to say, free to marry Jane, man. And it, it's not illegal because it puts a smile on your face. It's illegal because it will feed you, clothe you, house you, make fuel for you. It's sustenance for the human being. That's why they don't want us to have it. But anyway, uh, I thought the free staters are supposed to be free. That means you're free to wear what you want, what's comfortable, you know? Damn right, brother. Well, one of the things about the uh, the liberty movement is everybody's got a different opinion of what's then a good what's idea. what's next? Your hair? What's next? <laughs> yeah. The hair? How long? What, uh, what kind of beard? And then what? The way you talk? They ain't going to like the way I talk. They're going to yep. tell me I'm going to have to change the way we talk. You, you <laughs> sound like you're not like too intelligent you something. nailed it dave it's the difference you know, between the people who are conformists and want to uh you then, know, to but then all of a sudden 
my experience with these people that are uh, with the clothes business, they're superficial, man, when it comes down to it. All they want you for is money, to make money off you, or then it's all about the status. And, yep. And it, it, so freedom, man. Right on, brother. Doesn't mean what you wear. It's how you treat one another. I love That's you, Dave. What it's about. Thank you so much for setting everybody straight. Thank you for the call tonight. Appreciate it. 800-259-9231. Let's talk to a different Dave. This one, David, in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, David. Um, hi. I was just going to say, um, to me, like, suits sort of equal establishment. And if you want to be taken serious by them, then you might wear a suit to engage with them. Mm-hmm so to speak, and so that's what I'm saying. But That's what a but, lot of these people are, are wanting because, you know, they want to uh, have, like, for instance, Michael Badnarik, he's the former Libertarian Party presidential candidate from the year 2004, and he was bemoaning uh, that not everybody wanted to dress like him. Well, not everybody has the same exact goals. You know, not everybody wants to get elected to, uh, to politics, exactly. and not everybody needs to pander to the people that find those things important. And some people might say, "You're gonna, you, I'm not going to meet you on your terms. You can meet me on my terms. You know? So, David, do you think that uh, the ideas of liberty would have been more persuasive had the, uh, the first person you talked to been wearing a suit about them? Um, not, I, the power of their personality and the ideas that they say, say would be much more, much more persuasive to me no matter what they were, really. Thanks, David. I appreciate hearing from you tonight. I appreciate the call at 800-259-9231. Sounds like he's a little more open-minded than uh, some of the people Doug's trying to uh, pander to. I'd like to point out that I don't think, it's my opinion, that the average individual doesn't even know what affects them. That they don't know what it is about a person in their conversation that makes them uh, more convincing. You know if somebody doesn't look appropriate to you. You know if somebody looks ludicrous or whatever. I think you know that. That much is true. Yeah. You know if they look ludicrous. Sure. But, you know, people, the the art of convincing other humans is, uh, you know, it, it's, it's the art. Uh, in that art, they wouldn't even know what's being convincing about them. I mean, there's, yeah, if it's the, the, the magical way you combine the words together, the tone of your voice, how it undulates up and it's, it's down. It's probably a total package. It, it is. It's a total package. Yeah. And what that includes is clothing. Well, unless you're at a nudist camp. 800-259-9231. I consider clothing to be in the the lack of clothing, too. 1-800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up what you want. Now then, uh, to the news that I had mentioned earlier, this story coming out of Philadelphia at NBCPhiladelphia.com. And it's going to ring a little familiar. And the reason because uh, the reason for that is because well governments aren't really full of original ideas they uh, one government uh, will come up with in one area will come up with an idea to uh, to oppress people and then if they get away with it other governments will say hey we should do that too and that's what's happening here it's a uh, copycat of what's going on in New York City uh, c- folks in Philadelphia commuter commuters who ride the Patco trains between southern New Jersey and Philly should expect random searches of their clothing, pockets, bags, and vehicles on their morning trip to work. I mean, the the editors even got this one right, uh, the Philadelphia NBC. The story's titled, Random Pat-Downs Turn Patco Into Police State. It's pretty impressive to see an, an NBC affiliate 
throwing around the term police state to describe what's going on there. Indeed. Does sound like a police state to me. Twelve uh, Transportation Security Administration screeners armed with an explosive sniffing canine checked 663 computer uh, commuter, commuter bags randomly selected from the morning rush at the Linden World Station on Tuesday. You know, I always wonder what happens if you tell them no. You In New York City, at least, you are allowed to leave uh, and you cannot come back in uh, through that particular entrance. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if that's the, I don't know if the same rules apply in Philly. We may find out here. Uh, it was chaotic, said Kevin Gresin, an accountant from Magnolia who communicate or c- commutes to uh, Philadelphia Daily. He told the Courier Post that nobody was sure what was happening, whether it was safe to get on the train or whether we were carrying something we shouldn't be. Delaware Riverport Authority Police Chief David McClintock told the Courier Post that screeners were looking for improvised explosive devices and weapons. The chief says that out of the six, well, now they're saying it was 6,663, well, whatever, (laughs) the hundreds, if not thousands of bags searched between 6 a.m. and 10 a.m., a crack pipe was the only item confiscated. According to McClintock, we can conduct any kind of How search. How do we know it's a crack pipe? Isn't a, a crack pipe, wouldn't a marijuana pipe, I mean, they're made of glass, right? Yeah, well, some, uh, crack pipes typically are glass, as I understand. So, so yeah. are many marijuana pipes, right? Some, yeah, but there's, I think there's a, I don't know, there's a certain type of crack pipe. I, I don't know enough about that stuff. Me, me neither, I don't really know much about crack pipes, but that's what they claim they found. And uh, like, get this, here's a, here's a really... Uh, this statement really just shows you what these people think. McClintock, this is the uh, police chief, he says... We could conduct any kind of search we want. We could ask TSA to bring wands or x-ray machines like they have in the airports. Though we don't think that's appropriate for Patco riders at this time. At Hmm. this time. That means they don't think they'll put up with it yet. Yet. 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Take control of the airwaves. Bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live at 800-259-9231. Well, I got me a cast. It's called a verbal surgery. I got me an old podcast. Call it verbal surgery. I come and check it out now. Because it's totally free. You know it's totally free. Verbalsurgery.com This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Sean. And Mark. And we invite you to our website at freetalklive.com, where you'll find a lot of features. And you'll also find out they're free. Those other talk show hosts, they want to charge you for accessing their web pages. We put it all out there. You enjoy it. It's free over at freetalklive.com. Listening options, by the way, include our 24-7 live streams, broadband, and dial-up flavors. Also, we've got listen lines that allow you to call from any phone that can dial long distance and listen to those very same streams. So head on over to listen.freetalklive.com to get more information about that. You can also learn about our satellite uh, option. You can get us off of free-to-air satellite plus our webcam So uh, and our 80-plus uh, great radio station affiliates across the country. Various different ways to get Free Talk Live into your ears. So go to listen.freetalklive.com and know about the Free State Project, bringing like-minded 
liberty-oriented people together. They may not all dress the same way, but they do believe in the ideas of freedom, and they are coming here to New Hampshire, and they're reaching out to different people and different, uh, with different interests and different groups and exposing them to the ideas of freedom. Some, uh, you know, more successfully than others. But the most important thing is they're doing something. They're getting together. They're combining their efforts. They're socializing. They're getting to know one another. And relationships are being built that will allow for better activism in the future. And I think that it's such an exciting time here uh, to be here in New Hampshire, having been here now for four years as part of the Free State Project. And I, I look forward to the next four because it just keeps getting better Year after year, as more people arrive and get active and get settled in and, and you know, start uh, growing their families here. Mark, you had a, a son since you've been here in, in New Hampshire. And Indeed. It's just been fantastic. Uh, Sean, you're still on your first year. You're up to, what, about eight, nine months at this point? Nine uh, months? I showed up in December, so I guess it'd be nine, uh, nine, eight, ten. Nine, nine, ten months, something like that. Coming up soon. Uh, he'll be here for a year, and uh, you could eventually be here as well. So come on up, learn, uh, learn about it at freestateproject.org. It's a lot of fun. If you love liberty and you're willing to do something about it, there's no better place to be. Freestateproject.org. So we'll continue here, and of course we will take your calls about anything. 800-259-9231. A little bit more information, though, about this police state that has been created on the Petco lines uh, between southern New Jersey and Philadelphia, where random searches have sprung up. Uh, according to the police, uh, according to the story, they either checked 663 commuter bags randomly uh, during Tuesday morning's rush, or they si- checked 6,663. I'm not sure which of those numbers is the truth. Both of them appear in the same news story. 6,000 uh, is a heck of a lot of bags. Seems more likely that it's 663, but uh, nonetheless, uh, it's, it's an interesting story because it shows that these government people spread these bad ideas around. So the New York City guys, for a couple years now, I think, have been doing random subway bag checks and, and person searches. Uh, and they've gotten away with it. I think the ACLU was upset about it, but clearly they haven't been able to stop it. So Philadelphia looks at that and they say, you know, the bureaucrats there say, all right, it's time to implement it. Yeah, essentially you have the option, uh, since the government owns these things, the government owns most of the airports, the government owns the subways, you have the option of not getting searched and you can turn around and, oh, get to work however you might get to work. Of course, if you count on going uh, on these things, you essentially you have to get searched. So it's, mm-hmm. it's a very tough situation. Uh, the government holds all the cards. So yep. do you think a, a private subway operator could even attempt to get away with this the new york's uh, well to do it um i no i i think you yeah i think you could i think you could you can search anybody any way you want they they search people going out of some of the i think it's circuit city or best buys or whatever i think it's best buy uh well, both of them circuit they, city's gone but, they'll try yeah they'll, they'll they'll ask to search your bag and uh you know you can I, we had a story from one guy who chose not to do that, and it was it was really a, a problem. The the cops were called and all kinds of things. So a little bit more from this particular story uh, over at NBCPhiladelphia.com, where the government bureaucrat in charge of the Port Authority says, we can conduct any kind of search we want. Hey, man, if we want to pants you and uh, bend you over and spread your cheeks and uh, do an anal cavity search, we can do that. We're in charge down here. It's mostly true. If we want to set up a – now, not only this, but it's also true that they could do the searches wherever they want. So they're doing them on the subways now, but how long is it going to be before they're just searching people they, on the streets? They own the roads too. Yeah. And uh, this – I you know, I don't they think – got checkpoints in New York City. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's crazy. It's absolutely nuts. So, uh, so, yeah, I mean if you think that this is where it's going to stop – 
then you just haven't been paying attention because it just keeps spreading. As people give up their freedoms voluntarily, uh, they, uh, they, they in mass will be victimized even further. Yes, and, and the person who tries to stick out uh, you know, and stand up for it is going to be trying, they're going to attempt to beat you down like a dog. Right, I don't so mean how necessarily do you do literally. Right, so but, how do you change this in Philadelphia New York City? How, how, does, how does this go away? I don't, I, I, I don't know. I mean, you're, you're talking about unraveling a very, very, very big Gordian knot That's here. why it's easier in New Hampshire. Right, it, it absolutely <laughs> is. I mean, when you're talking about these old metros, um, and that's just a portion of the problem, like New York City, Chicago, uh, Philadelphia. You're talking about things where uh, public transportation is ingrained. You, it, it's against the law to even attempt to create transportation that competes with the public transportation. It, it's really, it, it's impossible. It's just, it's nigh impossible. It's, yeah, it's pretty darn close to uh, to being impossible. He goes on to say that we could ask TSA to bring wands or X-ray machines like they have in airports. They're already bringing in dogs. Uh, we don't think it's appropriate for our Patco riders at this time. There are about 5,000 commuters passing through the Linden world daily, according to the Courier Post. Searches will be conducted by... This is a weird little... Get this. Searches will be conducted by a freshly hired DRPA police several times a month without advance warning at various Patco stations. Why do they mention that they're going to be freshly hired? What? So they're letting the noobs do this? They're freshly hired. They're creating jobs and stimulating the economy. Mm, that's right. Oh, I see what you mean. It sounds like, it all, the way it's written, to me at least, almost sounds like they're going to keep hiring new guys to, to do the searches. But I get what you're saying. They've hired a new crew uh, in order to, to handle this particular task. So they won't be moving any officers. No, don't worry, citizens. We won't be reducing our police force in the street. We'll be adding more. More police in more places. And just then we're going to send say. you the bill. Yeah, oh, that's right. And just do as they say and uh, make sure you don't bring your marijuana bag with you because, uh, well, if they catch that, they're not going to just let you go. I'm surprised all they found was a crack pipe. It's 663 bags. I'm, I'm actually pretty shocked. I'm not sure how, uh, how deeply they were searching. I'm not sure it's a crack pipe. I'm not sure they'd know what a crack pipe is if they uh, ran up and bit them. Um, it's, mo- it's more likely a, marijuana, a glass marijuana pipe. A special Delaware River Port Authority police unit plans to conduct surprise searches. Surprise! <laughs> Ta-da! Uh, uh, uh. At various Patco stations. So if uh, you're going to be riding the Patco in Philadelphia, <laughs> whether you're visiting or uh, you're you're in you're you know living there or working there, beware. They could be targeting you next. And it doesn't say in this story, and I checked the newspaper story as well that this one was based on. That it doesn't say what happens if you say no. So we've yet to see how they're going to handle that. Because it's not an option. You know, I mean, they, they, they don't want you to consider it as an option, I guess. Yeah. Well, and what it took in New York City was for people to uh, actually test the waters and, mm-hmm. and see what happened. And people were wearing T-shirts that said, I don't consent to searches. And, and they would go back out and they would go to the next subway uh, terminal and they would enter there and try their luck there and see if they could get through, which is, of course, how they to handle that situation. Yeah, most of them, uh, you know, it was fine and worked out for them. Right. Oh, and one other thing I think should be pointed out here. The idea is they're looking for bombs, right? They're looking for mad bombers. When has anybody bombed a train station? I'm just oh, in, in other countries, in, in this country, in Spain, Spain, not long after nine eleven, London. But, uh, now, what's the purpose of bombing a train station? Killing people, killing people, right? Now, um, I've been in the subways in cities before. They're pretty busy in many many cases, mm. uh, especially they're saying here during rush uh, rush times, which is when they did the searches. 
So if uh, I think the most important point that needs to be made is that if you want to kill people in a subway station, well, you could just trigger the bomb at the search point, couldn't you? It seems like it. There'd certainly got to be enough people around. They're all bottlenecked. To, yeah. Right. Hmm. 800-259-9231. But at least then you wouldn't damage the trains. 1-800-259-9231. So who are they really protecting? You tell the me. choo-choo drivers. Yeah. <laughs> you tell me. 800-259-9231. Take control in the remaining moments of Free Talk Live. Coming up. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Sign up at hostgator.freetalklive.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at hostgator.freetalklive.com host you. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free. Bring up anything at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features free. So enjoy those on us. And if you want to help support the show, you can become an amplifier for as little as 3 bucks a month. We'll take that money in, reinvest it into the program, get on more radio stations around the country, and bring more Internet listeners on board as well, exposing new people to the ideas of freedom. You'll get perks too, like access to the AMP only call in lines, AMP only forum, as well as the AMP only podcast, which uh, is absent of the normal podcast commercials you'll hear in our regular listener podcast. So uh, there's some perks involved, and you can help us out too. So go to amp.freetalklive.com and get signed up for as little as three bucks a month with any major credit card, PayPal. Some other options are available as well. Go to amp.freetalklive.com and thank you. Want to pay higher prices for goods and services? Well, you do every time someone doesn't pay their bills. That's one of the many compelling reasons that SACL CAI has been at the cornerstone of collections for more than 35 years. Before you pay higher prices, think whether the business, be it bank, hospital, retail store, or utility, could use some help with their collections to contain costs so they're not passed on to you. Tell them to call the dedicated collections experts at SACL CAI for a no-cost, no-obligation proposal. SACL CAI, you can see their banner at freetalklive.com. All right, let's continue with your phone calls about what you want. If we get a chance, Mark, you're going to sneak an email in here. Let's go first to Ed, though, in Tennessee. Ed, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Sean, and Mark. Uh, I was watching Washington General, Journal of the morning. Anthony Placido, drug enforcement administrator, assistant administrator, and chief of intelligence. He got bombed. <laughs> by the anti-prohibitionists. They made him look like an idiot. He ended up having to say, uh, well, you ne- you people need to be talking to the uh, legislatures. Uh, uh, I'm just carrying out the law. <laughs> wow, I'm surprised. Uh, that sounds like it'd be very entertaining to watch. You said it was, what? which morning show was it? Washington hey, Journal? Oh, yeah, on C-SPAN, he comes on every morning at 6 a.m., 6 to 9. And, I uh, am he got shocked. Bombed. I am shocked. <laughs> That they would even allow that he, that he would even schedule that interview. I mean, no, normally these guys, these drug warriors, just cower in fear of coming to a, a public debate because they get chewed up every single time. Yeah, well, he showed up, but I tell you, he ended up saying, "Ian and Mark, uh, that uh, 
hey, you people need to be talking to the legislatures, like I just said. That yeah. He got bombed. Everybody ought to watch it. But Anthony Placido, just go to cspan.org, mm-hmm. cspan video. And, Fantastic. And, you know, you'll see it. Hey, it was on like the, uh, I don't know the exact date, 6th, 7th, 5th, 4th of this month. Yeah, if the drug but warriors are smart, if the drug warriors are smart, they avoid those uh, those con- you know confrontations because well, they showed up. Yeah, that's <laughs> hey, great. Oh, oh yeah. Crazy. Also, in uh, some gentleman called him a joke, and the host of C-SPAN defended Placido. Then he got a call from another caller, and he put it straight. He told him, he said, "Hey, this guy works for us. He is a joke." And and Steve, I think his name, I, I can't remember, I don't know his exact name on, on the host of the show, Steve something, I think. But anyway, he didn't say a word when that guy called up. But, uh, you know, like I said, he was right. We pay this guy, and he is a joke, as y'all know. Thanks for the call and the recommendation. Right. I appreciate hearing from you tonight, Ed, at 800-259-9231. It was one of the most, it's actually one of the more frustrating things about uh, you know, being somebody who's an advocate of ending the war on drugs you want to get out there and you want to get your ideas out there. So scheduling something like a debate is a really cool idea. It would be awesome if you could get to debate these people because you know if you're against the war on drugs, as any sane uh, human being who's actually thought about the issue will end up being, uh, if you're against prohibition, then these guys can't hold a flame up to the position of freedom. They, they have nothing that they can say beyond uh, scare tactics and emo- mm-hmm. you know, appeals to emotion. It'll make little boys grow boobs. That kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, they, they, they have nothing. And so it's very difficult to get them to agree to some sort of a public interview or debate. Uh, where, why where would they debate is really the question. That's why I'm shocked by this. <laughs> you know, it's, they, they have the law on their side. They don't need to make sense. Even when we're on, uh, like when, you're, when we're on uh, the air on a Saturday night, we've got the most radio stations on listening to Free Talk Live at that time. Even when we're on, on uh, a night like that, it's difficult. I mean, it's like pulling teeth to get a drug warrior to call in. Uh, it is so hard sometimes you'll get them just because they don't know what they're doing. Like, they're yeah. just, you know, the amateurs. Sa- that's the saddest part is when you get somebody and says, my daughter died because of drugs and drugs are terrible and they should not mm-hmm. be legal. You know, and then so you've got this person who who's coming from a completely emotional standpoint that isn't making any kind of coherent and sense. And logic won't. Have right. any effect on right. them. And all you do is you look like a bad guy for, for trying to, to, to apply a little logic to this poor person who's, you know, overcome, who, whose good sense is overcome by their grief. So let's jump into your email, Mark. Let's do that. Um, this, this one comes up probably about once every six months. And uh, I, I, think we need, I think we have an obligation to clear it up. So uh, this one's from Jason. It says, you mentioned on the show that someone researched whether or not whether Social Security was mandatory and found out that it wasn't. Is there a place where I can find this information without reading the entire Social Security Act and confirming it for myself? The internets aren't very helpful in this regard. Jason, um, uh, let us tell you the story as to how we found this out. We were was it a libertarian meeting in in uh, Sarasota or was it a Free State Project? I think it was one of the uh, the, the Free State the local free, group Free State Project meetings. Yeah, the initial Free State Project uh, meetings in in Sarasota. One of the the guys there who's uh, was active in the Libertarian Party in the Free State Project mm-hmm. um, brought sort of his a little book that he had all the letters saved that he had this correspondence he had gone through with the I think that like the local social security office in uh, nearby in Atlanta or something like that. And he, basically he went back and forth and back and forth with this guy for 
hope a period of months, if not years, to, and finally got the the Social Security administrator to say that you don't have to pay tax, Social Security uh, tax or whatever it is, Social Security, if you don't want to. And this guy was self-employed, and this guy, you know, essentially gave him release not to to pay. For me, that was good enough. Also, the fact that I have never, ever, ever heard of anyone being arrested or uh, imprisoned or whatever for not paying Social Security taxes. I'm not talking about income tax here. I'm talking about Social Security. I've never heard of it. And I can't I've talked I to have. politicians. They've said that it is voluntary. Yes, you're going to have a very difficult time getting the government to, to have a big emblazoned uh, seal above a piece of paper that says, you don't have to pay Social Security. But if you work for yourself, and and, and I, I don't see how you're going to get your employer to not take out Social Security. But if you work for yourself or work at a company small enough where the employer doesn't, you know, will listen to you, maybe a family business or something like I'd that. I'd love to hear that success story. If, if someone actually has, because we've had people who've gotten their employers to not withhold uh, income taxes anymore, but no one, is, no one has ever called to say they've successfully gotten their employers to stop collecting Social Security yeah. uh, or to, to withhold the, uh, the Social Security. I would love to hear and that success m- It may story. very well be a law that an employer has to withhold Social Security for their employees. I wouldn't be able to speak to that. What I can say is I haven't been paying Social Security since I left a regular job in 2006. Ian, I know you haven't been paying it either, and that's nope. been even longer for you, 2004 or I haven't been like paying that. it long enough to where I actually got one of those little uh, summaries that they yeah. send you every 10 years. I don't know how often they, they send they them. They send it every year. Every year? Yeah. I only got ever. I only ever got one of them. I get it every year. So uh, and they're putting zeros next to my name. Yeah, they put zeros in my name. I I donate. I put in for ten years, and basically, you should call it a donation. So I'm actually going to get it back. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm actually going to get the minimum. I'll get enough to buy a can of cat food every single month Ah. from the Social Security Administration. Yeah, I didn't put in that long. um, You didn't put in for that long, but you know, it's it's all about what you want to do. I can't. I. I can't give you that safe feeling, Jason, that uh, somehow the government isn't going to come after you because they've given you they've gave given you release to do that. All I can tell you is from my experience. These are it's a criminal gang, and risk is always involved. But yeah, I mean, we've been you'd on be the, air the first for... person that I've ever heard of going to jail or having any kind of trouble for not paying Social Security. We've been on the air for eight years, and we've heard from people who've had some issues with paying income tax or not paying, oh, rather not paying income tax. But no one has ever called to say, "Boys, you're wrong." Uh, they came after me, and this is what happened. We've never heard that story. Yeah, not even a story about somebody else right. uh, that uh, somebody knew about. I mean, not even one of these it's like third-hand, misinformed kind of stories. Right, and they keep sending you the the summary sheets. Yeah, they know they where don't send I live. A threat. They're not sending a threat no, along saying, hey! Anything. We know you're making money, Mr. Mr. Yeah. Edge. Please send us uh, yeah. our piece of it. They're not doing that. And, right, and you actually do file taxes. So I mean, yes. like you're inside that system, and they they could look at that and say, "Hey, wait a minute." And I I don't pay. I'm you not going to pay. Preachers don't have to pay. Amish people don't have to pay. I'm not going to pay. You don't have to pay. So that about wraps this uh, show up. It has been Ian here with you, and Sean, and Mark. We shall return tomorrow night. You can join us then, and online in the meantime at freetalklive.com.
What if the key to achieving liberty in your lifetime was to move together with others who think like you? Liberty activists are joining the Free State Project, which is over halfway to its goal of 20,000 participants. And they're already making the move to New Hampshire. The successes are piling up and are proving the Free State Project is a real movement and no longer just a great idea. When you're planning your move, consider Keene. Keene is famous for its civil disobedience and non-cooperation, and there's plenty of political opportunity as well. From demonstrations and vigils to outreach and volunteering, there's a lot going on in Keene. Keene is also the undisputed liberty media capital of the world, with television, talk radio, newsprint, and more, all originating here. Though it's more than just activism, with regular social events each week. See what's happening at freekeen.com and get connected with video, audio, the busiest Liberty Forum in New Hampshire, and more at freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com.